name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the money. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. That's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you an ice cream. <laughs> yes, hello everybody and welcome once again to Double Oz 7, Australia and Canada's number one James Bond podcast because we have no competition. Well, we do in Australia, but um, Canada? Don't know if... Um, License to Kill, etc. has started yet, but maybe it will be coming soon. But uh, we are here for episode number 41, and this is the episode you've all been waiting for, where we sit down for a couple of hours and rank the songs of James Bond. You have been waiting so long to find out just how high Die Another Day makes it on this list, you haven't been able to sleep. But today, you will be able to find out. So, let's get excited, let's get happy. And as always, let's introduce ourselves, starting with, my name is Ben, and I'm ready to analyze this. And I'm Colin, and let's just get out of the way before Ben talks about Octopussy. (laughs) (laughs) That would would sound, the bard sound effect. (laughs) Hidden talent. Uh, My name is... No... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I can't wait to rank William Lundgren's uh, monologue about Cars Sense Jimmy Bond as one of my favourite title songs uh, during the You took away my thunder, that was my number one, but um, whatever. Um, I'm excited for this episode. We've obviously started our ranking series by doing the James Bond actors. That was pretty easy, there's only six of them to do, but we've got 23 to do of these songs, so... Um, Lots to debate about, lots to talk about. And I always felt that in our actual film episodes, we often would uh, have varying opinions of these songs. So I'm expecting this to be a varying opinion episode. I guess we we don't really need to go too much into our thoughts before we get started. But I guess, I mean, the music is such a, a key part of James Bond films. The song is often as iconic as the film. In some cases, the song is better than the film or it's more well-known than the film. And... You know, we all, I think, have these songs on our iTunes playlists or CDs or MP3s, Spotify, whatever the fuck we listened to in 2016. Um, but, I mean, I, for one, like to just randomly listen to these songs, when even when I'm not doing a rewatch, because I just think that the music, for the most part, in James Bond can be listened to out of context of James Bond. So, when we're ranking these, we're all going to have our different ways of doing it, but... I guess, I mean, this could be one of the more interesting rankings episodes I feel that we're going to be doing in this series of rankings episodes. Yeah, I I think all of us will, at at one time or another, just throw on the James Bond playlist, you know, pretty much every song. And whether it's a song you would normally listen to... 23 of them, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, like, whether it's a song you'd normally listen to or not, something about it being a James Bond song, it's just like you're dying to hear it. Once you hear one, you want to hear the rest. And uh, I would say for the most part, even though almost every single one of these songs, uh, I will listen to from time to time. I'd say 
the bottom four are probably the only ones that usually when they come up, I'm like, oh, I'll skip this one. And the rest of them are all worth listening to uh, at least every once in a while. And when we get into my you know, top 10, even top 15, these are songs that I'll listen to you know, probably once a month still. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see because I, I think we all have opinions on some of our least favorite songs and some of our favorites. But it's the ones in the middle where I think none of us are really sure where everybody else's opinions are going to be. And I wasn't really sure where I was going to even rank these before I sat down to do it. So um, there's going to be lots of surprises here, more than we'd had on the Bond one. Uh just a bit on my thought process. I didn't go too much in depth in it. I just ranked them. Uh, <laughs> took like 10 minutes. Um, but uh, I kind of tried to mix it up of like how much I personally like the song along with how well it fits with the film, how Bondian the song is, and how it's used in the film. And in some cases, it wasn't even used in the film, um, or very little anyway. Um, so it's kind of that kind of criteria. Um but again, I'm still not 100% positive like any of these lists. Like I'm still debating whether or not I change some of these spots. Uh, the bottom two, they both absolutely suck shit, um, and I'm not sure which one will go where at the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I am with you two where I do listen to these on a playlist. But also making this list, I kind of realised just how bad a fair chunk of the Bond themes actually are. Or maybe not bad, but just so lacklustre and bleh. Um, so, like, the top 15, top 12 or something is really strong, but there, there's also some clunkers in the mix, too, and I feel like all three of our lists are going to be very, very different. Just a quick little bit of background before we get into this uh, in terms of what we're ranking. Obviously, there are 23 songs that we're ranking. I know there's 24 films, but uh, we're not going to be ranking the James Bond theme used in Dr. No or, sadly, Three Blind Mice or Mango Tree. That will be for another episode. So, of course, that also means that we will not be ranking Seven James Bond in Casino Royale and the Never Say Never Again theme, which we will never, ever, hopefully talk about and i'm also really looking forward to i think we got a good trend starting uh in our bond rankings where we started impersonations so i'm really looking forward to uh hearing colin's tina turner impersonation and noah's um (laughs) sheena easton impersonation throughout this episode so um, start working on it noah hey i'm sheena easton (laughs) and i'm arnold palmer um so So, and at the end of the episode, we will, of course, also do an average list in terms of um, working out the averages. That's generally how it works. So, uh, am I am I starting because I'm first or what? Shall I just get into this? <laughs> yes, just up go. to you. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> you know what's right. coming. And, and we're not going to put in sound effects of like, <gasps> every time we have a ranking because that took too much effort for me to edit in last time. So, <laughs> I might put in clips of the song like that when we like do the... Six average thing at the end uh number 23 let's get into this i said this on the episode which was filled with fart sounds that this is the worst james bond song in the history of james bond i stand by it number 23 all time high it is shit it is ridiculous um the song is not james bond it actually sounds better with fart sounds um and 
I implore anybody to listen to our introduction on the Octopussy episode to actually hear it. Uh, I don't know anything about Rita Coolidge. I don't give two shits about Rita Coolidge because if this is the type of music she produces, then I would rather stick needles in my penis. So, <laughs> all-time high, worst James Bond song of all time, period. Uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised that you put it there. Um, yeah, we knew you were going to put it in there. <laughs> That was the only song that got fart noises. Not that it's the only one that should have, but that's the only one that got fart noises from Ben, who actually puts together the intros. We had burp, um, we had burp noises in an episode, but not fart noises. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this... I can't really argue with much you said. I do think it sounds a little bit more like a Bond song than at least one that I'm going to rank here, but mm. <laughs> fair enough. I, I'm not really crazy about this song. Uh, yeah, this is just a failed attempt at a, um, uh, nobody does it better once again. Um, but it's not the worst James Bond main thing. I just want to quickly point out that not not only did it sound better with fart sounds, it also sounded brilliant when, uh, Noah decided to do a Gabinda impersonation. All I want is a a sweet, (laughs) you know, whatever it was. (laughs) It wasn't a go binder. It was a um, beach. Oh, well, whatever. Does go binder talk? I don't think it does. <laughs> you know who I meant. Moving Either on. way, if we, hey, release, if we release the fart noises one, it may actually chart higher than Rhea Coolidge version. <laughs> An all time high. Uh, let's move on to the real worst Bond theme of all time. Um, I would rather listen to Pierce Brosnan's Mamma Mia sounds <laughs> of a castrated donkey doing a cover version of this than Madonna's version of Die Another Day. This does not sound like a Bond song at all. I don't think it was modern for 2002. I don't think it was a good song. I think it's annoying, and i become more sick of this over the last nine months or how long we've been doing this than I did in the... 13 years prior to that i'm really hoping that this ends up on somebody else's bottom but either way there's a shot maybe for it to uh uh, average wise be at least in the bottom five uh yeah that's all we can pray for now is that it at least makes the bottom five average but i can say i'll be helping you with it being in the bottom five well um i'm gonna save my judgment to when i clearly have to bump this up a few spots (laughs) on my list so it doesn't automatically get bottom five (laughs) Um, but uh yes it's not number one no i i look i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything until i rank it all right for me the real worst bond theme um i i so want to join you colin and i was tossing up um but to me this was the worst decision made in the last two years or last year or so um maybe a shock to have it here but i cannot defend this at all and i've tried i've tried i've tried it's cliche it doesn't suit the and sunshine lollipops and rainbows <laughs> was a better fit for Spectre than this horrible piece of music How do I live? um the writing's on the wall and maybe it's a recency bias i'm not sure but no shame i'm putting it smack bang at the bottom this is a horrible song, and it's a horrible James Bond theme. No apologies. Recency bias. Uh, <laughs> does that work for negative? Um, 
Look, I honestly am just shocked that you didn't have Die Another Day last. I, I just, I almost would have bet money on you two having it both last. But hey, it's another win for Die Another Day. I'll take it at 22nd for Noah. But um, yeah, look, again, it's kind of weird to like come here and say about it when I haven't ranked it yet, when I'll put up viewpoints on it then. But I mean, I, look, I still stand by, I agree with you. It's not a James Bond song. As a song itself, I don't mind it as a song, but not in the James Bond universe. So that's why when I get to my ranking, it will be as low as I have it. But probably, I reckon I probably got to have it higher than both of you, but not that much higher. Uh, I don't know how much I have to say because I'll be talking about this very soon. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say I agree with what Noah said. Um, I will have a slight argument for it. Uh, in a little while but uh to be continued hmm okay so round one round one um this is going a little bit quicker than i thought all right uh 22nd um this is by an artist who i guess is universally regarded as probably the ultimate james bond singer i mean she's done three fucking songs so i guess she is a legend. Well, she did more than three, just one of them didn't get used. So, um, but I mean, this is from the worst James Bond movie ever made, and it's a song that is just, it's boring, and it's just like, like it's just, you know, and the lyrics make no sense at all. Like, I mean, I want to, like, if this is James Bond goes to space, let's be all like, hey, let's, you know, go out there and jump on the trend of Star Wars. Like, make it sound spacey. Like, if I'm going to space, I don't want to listen to this shit. Like, I want to listen to something, you know, more uplifting. And I think the disco version probably better than the actual... Yes, Cantina Band. Would that have been better? Yes. So, yeah, 22nd, Moonraker, Shirley Bassey. Uh, that might be a little bit harsh. I Again, I'm going to remind Ben of what we reminded him of the entire three hours we talked about Moonraker. He goes into space in the last 15 <sighs> minutes of the movie. Um, he still goes we're into not gonna space! Sit here saying, it's James Bond! We're not going to... Yeah, we're not going to sit here and say, you know, well, Quantum of Solace had better have a fire music because a building's burning down around him in Quantum Same. of Solace. Um, it's not like we need volcano music for the end of You Only Live Twice because that's the end. <laughs> What's volcano it's... music? I'm a volcano. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Done by Shirley Bassey. It's actually quite good. But uh, no, like it's not going to be very high on my list, but I think that might be a little bit too harsh for Moonraker. Uh, yeah, I agree. It is boring, but I also agree. I think it's a little harsh for it. Um, it's definitely uh, the red-headed stepchild of the Shirley Bassey songs. But, yeah, I, I think that not quite low for me. Cool. All right. Well, I flipped my next two um, since we started this episode because... There was one thing that was said, and I'll bring it up later, that, well, I guess one thing that was said on both of these songs, so you already know it's something that's come up, but uh, I originally had this one spot higher. I have a hard time listening to this in any uh, in any type of setting. If I hear this on its own, I want to skip it. If I hear this in the opening credits, I don't think it fits. 
And I really don't think there's any potential that a cover version of this would ever work unless that cover version were done by Kirk Van Houten uh, from The Simpsons <laughs> with his uh, very similar uh, version uh, from that we played in our end credits uh, on the Octopussy episode, Can I Borrow a Feeling, probably would have been a better Bond theme than all-time high. So I'm adjusting my rankings as we go along and bumping all-time high down a spot. Uh, yeah, we're having very similar early songs. I'm not sure how the rest of our list will go, but we're, we're very similar. But I, well, I guess we can say we're all in agreement that all time high from Octopussy is really not a great Bond song. Yeah, Q Fart <laughs> Was that an attempt to Q Fart Effects, or did it actually come through? I didn't hear. Uh, I heard Fart Effects. I don't know about you, but, um,. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I smell it now, too. Yes. That's what All Time High does How amazing was that? Ha ha. Lots of laughs. All right. Uh, number 22, Die Another Day. Um, <laughs> I dare Sigmund Freud to analyze that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> it is everything Colin said and more or less in this case. It is a horrible song and... I was listening to this while I was working one time, and I had gloves on with chemicals. I couldn't really take my earphones out, and this came on shuffle. And I was visibly upset, and I was actually (laughs) in pain waiting for it to finish. Um, I skip it every time, and I don't think I've ever heard it all the way through, except for when I've actually watched the Bond, uh, the actual film, which is rare. Um... And I tried to listen to it again for, for this, and I couldn't get through it. It doesn't fit the film. It doesn't fit Bond. Madonna should never have been in a James Bond film or sung a James Bond theme. And it's really a horrible piece of music. I hate it. Again, and it was going to be last on my list. Win. Win for Die Another Day fans out there. Didn't make it to last on both these people. So I'm taking it as a win. 22nd. I'll take it. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm taking it as a loss. I'm disappointed that this is in the world. <laughs> We're two in. Uh, I just think it's funny the image of Noah handling dangerous chemicals and then saying you were visibly in pain. I just picture you rolling around on the ground, oh, oh, and people are like get a medic, get a medic. He's been contaminated. Uh, uh, I, yeah, that's verbatim. What happened? <laughs> yeah, it's a fair position, but it would have been fairer if it was last. Let's move on. Alrighty, 21st, everybody's favourite number. Um, yeah, I, I have a feeling that you two are probably going to put this up next as well because if anybody tries to put this up any higher than the top 20, then um, I will officially join Spectre, etc. because um, I will discredit ourselves as James Bond fans. I will agree... That's saying they'll actually have you, though, Ben. <laughs> well, we don't know that's going to Of course happen. Yeah, they'll we'll have see me. where Die Another Day finishes. They, they, I they want the renowned Ben Waterworth to join their listener base of, like, 10 likes on Facebook. Um, so... Um, <laughs> but anyway, I agree with Colin that this would be good as an instrumental, but when you have two people screaming at each other... Um, literally, and it's like they've just gotten two random singers, and like, well, Jack White's a pretty good singer, Alicia Keys is a pretty good singer, let's put them in a studio and have them scream in a microphone, it'll make a great James Bond theme. No, it doesn't. Uh, the song is pretty much a good way of looking at the title, because this would be a perfect way to die at Guantanamo Bay to torture 
terrorists. So uh, 21st, another way to die. Because that's how you usually happen when you listen to this crap. Um, it's uh, it's perfectly summed up by what you said. The, the issue with this song is the screaming. It's not singing, it's screaming. And it's not catchy either. And the sad thing is the instrumental would be really good on its own. And, you know, we've had instrumental bomb themes before. There's no reason why they couldn't have just gone that route with this one, except that they thought having Alicia Keys and Jack White in there would bring more people, you know, into listen to it or it would sell more uh sell more, you know, copies of it on iTunes. And from what I understand it didn't really work because the song doesn't work. So um yeah. Good for you, Ben. Uh not not in my next one, but good for you. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh you may be surprised as to where I actually put this, no. but anytime you bring it up, I'll just bring up wherever you put Dying of the Day. Um <laughs> But all of your points around the screaming and just two random ass singers, um, it, it all makes sense. Um, but there's definitely way worse songs in this, that's for sure. You're an idiot. <laughs> Did you say you're an idiot already? <laughs> he agrees with everything you say. You're like, you're an idiot. That's the problem. <laughs> Even Ben knows. If you're agreeing with him, you're not really a sound mind. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying you're an idiot for not ranking. I'm saying you're agreeing with Ben Waterworth. You're an idiot. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this was originally my second last, and I'll give the argument that I made now. Um, you mentioned the sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, and I think we all agree that that did work better as the title sequence. But I think we also are all in agreement that the song itself worked a lot better with the titles playing, which is something I couldn't say about All Time High. So there is at least one scenario where this song is slightly listenable. Uh, That's not to say I ever want to listen to it on its own. But I also do think, unlike Die Another Day and All Time High, somebody could cover this song and change it up and maybe add some drumming. We heard there was a version that added drums and it sounded a lot better. So there is potential for this song to have been a little bit better than it was. But as it is, it's just a huge disappointment. And I really wish that they had gone back and used Ellie Goulding or Radiohead's version. Um, I'd be excited to hear how those would play, but maybe not Radiohead's. But not Radiohead. I'm sure there's potential that Ellie Goulding could have done a better version than Writings on the Wall by Sam Smith. Uh, yeah, I think Jack White and Alicia Keys could have done a better version uh, than Sam Smith. Uh, so yeah, I had a How do I live? How do I breathe? When I'm here, I'm suffocating. Did Elmo did a version? Um, <laughs> Elmo likes James Bond. Elmo's suicidal. <laughs> Elmo has got my Vesper. Now he's Judge Upbeats. They're distant cousins. Elmo is a cousin. Elmo impersonations of Sam Smith turning to the Muppets. <laughs> well, we heard his falsetto, didn't we? I'm the only openly I gay Muppet the Muppets to win an Oscar. The, <laughs> yeah, the Muppets. The- would do a much better theme. But yeah, I had I had it last. So what do you think, Ben? Sam Smith in space. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Um, 
yeah, look, I I will have it higher than both of you, not that much higher. Um, so I'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of having things high, uh, for my number twenty-one, uh, and the first one off the board in terms of all of us, uh, it's an all bye We're floating together, you and me. What? <laughs> it's it's. It's a really bad song. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a cover version of this, as Colin was saying. It's probably an uncoverable song. Um, it's a better theme than Die Another Day and Writings on the Wall, hands down. Um, I, if I had to pick those three for any film, I would say, all right, All Time High is the most Bondian of those. Um, well, Writings on the Wall, the first, like, four notes more popular. But after. So, yeah. I think we're all in agreement that this is a pretty bad one. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it's gone. Move on. <laughs> and with that, this, I think, is guaranteed now to be the bottom of our average rankings. Damn um, <laughs> And I don't think any of us are going to be complaining. But that, you know what's sad? That means that so far, statistically, we are agreeing with Ben the most. <laughs> yes! Win for the no! Asians! <laughs> It won't last for long. Um, all right. Just not making it, well, kind of making the top 20, I guess. Um, I mean, this is from a film that is strange when it comes to James Bond. Um, I mean, it was written by a guy who likes to talk about chocolate factories and stuff. But, um, I mean, I think when we did this episode, I kind of was like, yeah, this song's okay. But, like, when I'm actually sitting down and ranking these, I'm like, yeah, I don't really like this song that much. And this is boring um i mean the music is great don't get me wrong it's haunting the like that that's great but i mean everything else with it it's just it just makes me want to fall asleep and i don't know if it really suits the film because i mean the film's kind of a bit wacky and out there and this is just like shit so um nancy sinatra can take her boots because they were made for walking and get you only live twice out of here number 20 yeah, this is the first surprise, because I remember on the episode, I was the one criticizing this song, and I'm not going to say where it's coming up, but it's not going to be next for me, and he, you were defending it slightly, mm. so uh, you you said it well, I'm going to have some more things to say about it later on. It does work instrumentally again, kind of like Another Way to Die, but it's just always been strange to me how many fans this song has. There are people who believe this is the greatest James Bond theme of all time, and I just don't think that's the case, and... I think we'll all have some criticism as we go along here. Um, yeah, I don't have it this low, but I think all three of us are in agreement that this is the most overrated James Bond theme song. Everyone seems like there'll be no strong defenders for this song. Um, but I was wondering where you were going with the Chocolate Factory thing. I'm like, which James Bond artist wrote uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then uh, <laughs> it, it all made sense you were talking about the film not the song because um, I, I don't remember Rita Coolidge <laughs> Jack White and Alicia Keys that was Sam Smith <laughs> yeah Sam Smith <laughs> who was that was that Madonna that was Jack White and Alicia Keys yelling at each other god <laughs> Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. Yes and no. That's that's apparently Christopher Walken's cover of it. <laughs> I could actually, it's an Oompa. I could actually picture the Oompa Loompas doing Die Another Day in unison. 
We're going to wake up. <laughs> yes, I know. And a Sigmund Freud. <laughs> yeah, one one day we'll do the uh, Oompa Loompa song with the lyrics of other James Bond. <laughs> Maybe not today. Everyone's hanging out for that. You've said that now. You've wet their appetite. They're going to be messages like every five Luke days. Where is it? Where is die, it? Won't you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here here we are. The the top twenty James Bond themes of all time, Ooh. and. I said at the beginning that the, my bottom four are the ones where I'll pretty much always skip them. Very rarely will I listen to them unless I'm handling dangerous chemicals and don't have uh, an opportunity to skip it. But this would be the best of the worst as far as I'm concerned. Because after this, there are some redeeming qualities. This song, it, it, it almost in a way has potential. It sounds very big. It sounds epic. It has a bit of an 80s sound, but not nauseatingly 80s. But it just doesn't fit the artist. I don't think it fit the movie. It's way too long. I think this is arguably the longest James Bond theme ever. It's well over five minutes, I think. Uh, License to Kill. <sighs> just I, I, I cannot get into this song. And in a way, when I listen to it, I feel like I should like this song. It's just something about it just doesn't work for me. Um, you, I think you just hate everything licensed to kill. Yeah, that's right. Uh, everything but the iguana. But the iguana, because you're an expert on that. Yeah. Um, Blinking fish. But yeah. Uh, I, I won't spoil where I've got it, but yeah, licensed to kill really is the blinking fish of the James Bond thing. So it's actually quite good then. So, wow, all right. Um, yeah, no. Um, the most. I should say most Fleming-like of all of the James Bond themes as well from the book. The chemistry between the music and the film was just amazing. Very underrated. They fell in love so quickly. Um, Yeah, no, this is way too low. Um, Veto. (laughs) Go over another one. Yeah, look, I I will defend this song uh, just like I tried to defend the film. That went down well. So, um, yeah, it'll be quite a while before I talk about the song, so I'll just leave it at that. Um, well, once again, Ben is an idiot and, <laughs> and ruining our average. And also, for the first time, we have a match. At number 20 oh. is Licensed to Kill. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if we'd have any matches except for maybe Die Another Day at the end, but I kind of switched that round. Um, yeah, this is horrible. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't suit the film. The theme for Licensed to Kill should be a gritty theme. Um, and this is just some cheesy 80s kind of pop weirdness. And it's just... The the chorus is annoying and repetitive. And it's just... I still don't get that opening. <laughs> like, uh, it's just... Perfect. I, this, I can get through all-time high. I don't think I've ever made it through to the end of this one. Um, so, yeah, I think this is certainly a bottom five. Well, then why do you have all time high below it? Because it's shorter. <laughs> you, can I just, again, also <laughs> add about how yeah, shorter is a good point. I said how this didn't fit the artist. Here you have, like, a Motown artist, an R&B artist, and you have something that sounds like it should be a Celine Dion song. I mean, they, they picked the wrong person to do this. If they wanted Gladys Knight... You know, have her doing something like Midnight Train to Georgia, not Celine but, Dion. But but what? But then what's wrong with Celine Dion? <laughs> she covered If You Ask Me To, so clearly... 
you are fired. <laughs> hey, I will and, just and no, leave Slee Dion out of this. This is also coming off uh, a view to a kill, which is cheesy eighties, but it is a bit more grittier, I guess you can say. And the Living Daylights, cheesy eighties, but it is kind of a bit more grittier compared to the ballads we've had in the past. So to follow that trend for License to Kill, one of the more gritty films, it should have not been this song. <laughs> okay. Well, that's License to Kill then. So um, I don't really have much to add because, again, I will talk about it soon. Ish. <laughs> can I just point out? Can I just point out? Like, we, we, we have a little text box here that we like to type in um, for little notes. <laughs> and I just want to read out here what Colin has typed about me. Ben has the musical taste of a middle-aged gay man. Um, <laughs> that is legitimately what Colin Hilding thinks about Ben Waterworth. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> it's legitimately the way you come across. <laughs> And that's fine if that's your taste. It's just and an you're not a middle-aged gay man. Hello to all our middle-aged <laughs> gay men listening to Double O Seven today. Um, I will be joining the annual meeting in a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> the annual meeting is in a couple of hours. This is once a year, and you're doing a podcast. It's, it's very convenient. <laughs> it's very convenient that Colin brings it up. <laughs> Colin brought it up on the day of the annual meeting of the middle-aged gay men for Madonna. It's very coincidental. The annual gay middleman meeting. It's on the same exact day. Wow. Colin. I had no idea. Colin, how did you know about the annual middle-aged Yeah, how did you know, Colin? I think Ben put out a tweet when he was campaigning for the presidency. <laughs> President of the Middle Age Gay Man Club Society of the World. Who beat up on the 2nd of May after 11 p.m. Oh. I can't wait until Bond 25 when Cher covers the, the song and Ben revises his rankings to put it in the top if five. you believe in Bond after Bond. Uh... Alright, we should move on before we offend even more people. We've already offended the sluts in the past. Oh, you had to go there. Uh, is it my turn again? Uh, I just went. I think you it's, just go? Yeah, it is. No, no one just went. Yeah, so you. Um, okay. Um, I think. Let's see if Colin's argument is strengthened. To be honest, I can't even remember what I said about this song at the time. Actually, no, I, I kind of do. I actually, I mean, this is again in this real period now of songs where it's pretty much from about number 11 through to 19 for me. I could have these pretty much in any order, but I've put these in the order I have. So by me having this at 19, I'm not necessarily saying that this is the, what, fifth, sixth worst James Bond song. It's just it's just such a tough task to put these in any order. So, um, I mean, this is, I mean, technically it's the first James Bond song. Um, and it was, an instrumental was used, obviously, and, and uh, the instrumental works fantastically. I mean, it's a brilliant film, one of the best James Bond films. 
But, I mean, there's just something about From Russia with Love that if i am got my James Bond playlist on and I'm cruising around the streets of Hobart with Noah Groves listening to um, James Bond themes after seeing Mary sing at Federation Concert Hall, um, I don't know how much street cred I would pick up listening to Matt Munro um, driving down Macquarie Street. So. You played Die Another Day that night and I had to get you to turn it off because I was embarrassed in case I knew someone I knew saw me. People are going to see us. Hey, the middle-aged gay men society is very proud. This is, okay in, this is okay in your club, Ben, you but not for car with me. <laughs> um, but yes, from Russia with Love, 19th. Uh, this one is far too low as far as I'm concerned. I think if this came out five, six years later, late 60s, it would have seemed inappropriate as a Bond theme. It kind of did start the Bond themes, um... For 1963, even, I think this is a little bit old school, very crooner-ish, and uh, that's something I think that that deserves some credit because the Bond themes have always kind of gone back. No matter what decade you're in, they have a little bit of a classic sound. So even if you know, you're know you in the 70s, let's make it sound a little bit early 60s. And at this point, 1963 song, they're trying to make it sound very early 50s. 2002, let's make it a bit mid-90s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but... I do like listening to the song. I think it's a fun song. It's it's maybe not, you know, what you imagine is a James Bond theme now, but it did start everything, and I think it's way better song than some of the other ones that are, are still to come. Uh, I have it a bit higher, but I'm probably more in the grants than ben, with Ben this time. You idiot. Which I'm sure makes me an idiot. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't love this one, and certainly not with the, the vocals, but the instrumental is decent. Cool. All right. So, <laughs> this one's already come up, and I have a slight argument to make this one, as I said. Um, it is not an exciting song. It is definitely the worst of the Shirley Bassey trilogy. But uh, at the same time, I have heard a good cover version of this. If anybody wants to hear a much better version of Moonraker, listen to the one that's on the the David Arnold uh, Shaken and Stirred project that he did before he even came on as the James Bond composer. The Oompa Loompas did Moonraker? (laughs) Who did it? What? The Oompa Loompas? It was somebody named Shara Nelson, who I believe was at one point at Oompa Loompa. Don't quote me on that, but... uh, (laughs) Where are you? Why do you hide? Where is the moonraker in our eyes? Well, there, there's another example of a better version of the Shirley Bassey one. But, but no, overall, I don't think this is a terrible song. And every once in a while when it comes up, I do like to listen to it. It has a little bit of that haunting sound that we talked about with You Only Live Twice. Um it's not that catchy, but it's not that terrible either. So I'm going to put it slightly higher than my bottom four, but this is still at the same time the worst of the 19 that I will listen to. Um, I've agreed with pretty much everything both of you have said about Moonraker. Yeah, it's still going to be a bit higher for me just because other ones I don't love as much. Um, so I don't have it as low as Ben, but it will be coming up shortly, though. Yeah, well, I got rid of it ages ago, so, um, yeah, it's shit. (laughs) All right. uh, (laughs) Number 19, uh, a new one for the list, and 
I'm going to be making an enemy out of someone here, oh, and I'm not sure about the other person's opinion on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know one person will hate me for this. I'm not sure what the other person thinks. Never loved this one. Um, it, I, most of them from this decade, bar one, I'm not a huge fan of. Well, I say decade, this era. Um, it's boring, and it just doesn't suit the film. It's, it's a nothing song. It's not like there's anything, I, oh, I hate that trumpet in it or whatever. It's just a nothing song, maybe similar to Moonraker. Moonraker is kind of a nothing song. Um, but, yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. I, I don't know if people love this one or hate this one, but I certainly don't love it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Better oh. orgasming over just saying tomorrow never dies. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the uh, the footnotes for the annual gay middleman meeting. It's quite exciting. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. You're a fucking idiot. No, Jeez. he's not. He really isn't. Uh... <laughs> How dare I have different music? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You should all agree with Ben Waterworth. <laughs> no, this, uh, it's... It's a hard one because I don't have it ranked this low, but I'm not going to have a lot of kind things to say about it. There are times where I think that this is a good song. I think that the verses are better than the chorus. The chorus kind of gets on my nerves. But I will say when the song first came out, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I do now. Um, That's partly, I think, because I hadn't seen all the James Bond movies. This was one of the first. It was the James Bond movie that got me into James Bond movies. And I always appreciated that it had this very early 60s sound about it uh and it does sound more like a classic bond theme than any of the uh uh well at least the later brosnans i think golden high definitely sounds more classic but yeah it's 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 really not as good as you th- you got to re-listen to it ben uh oh, I <laughs> this is one of the ones you... i've probably listened to the most so you know oh uh, you well, gotta stop listening to it then in that case <laughs> that's right <laughs> cool all right, you're up, Ben. <laughs> oh, it's me again! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Um, what are we up to? Eighteen. All right, let's let's sweep another one out of here. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to add on the writings on the wall. I, I look again. I think it's a fine song. It's just not a James Bond song. Uh, it works better in the movie than before we ranked it. Um, but I mean, Sunshine and Lollipop still worked, so I think we established that. Uh, Sam Smith. Ah, yeah, cool, good on him, he's gay and he won an Oscar, but, like, he's, I mean, the fact that this... He's not old enough to be in the club, let's be honest. He's not, no, he's clearly not, he's a few years away from joining us, but, um, and he'll be the first member of the uh, middle-aged gay men's (laughs) club, but... That's what he was going for, he just fumbled his words. The fact that it will go down in history in 10, 20, 30 years' time when you look at, like, you know, what James Bond songs have won Academy Awards. You know, the fact that this has won an Academy Award over the likes of, you know, Goldfinger, A View to a Kill, you know, Live and Let Die. I mean, it's an absolute travesty. And also the fact that this is the first James Bond song to go to number one in the UK. I mean, that is just, yeah, not on. But, I mean, having said that, again, I I, I can appreciate this as a song that, like, if they were just like, here's a new romantic song by Sam Smith. Sweet, it's nice, the lyrics, it's romantic. But again, James Bond, no. And considering that the lyrics are meant to paint this epically huge romantic story, which I guess could pay off in Bond 25, who knows? But 
you know, it's it's no um, Tracy and Bond, so whatever. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Thanks, Sam. I thought this was going to be out of the way a lot sooner than this. Um, thanks, Ben, screwing <laughs> up the averages again. <laughs> um, but I, I'll give it credit for one thing. This song actually, for the first time ever, made me listen to a sweet romantic sam smith song something that never happened before and i guarantee will never happen again especially after this song came out just like sam yeah smith. it's the worst james bond theme uh and was a huge mistake on whoever commissioned this and sam smith should have looked in the mirror and said you know what i'm not right for bond i'll give it to somebody else and grow grow your hair longer sam <laughs> what? put a wig on what? him put a wig on him short hair <laughs> Short-haired men. <laughs> no, it's not a short-haired men. I just think that he's got the weird, like, shaved on a bit on the side and a bit long on the top. Like, it just looks stupid. You even have criticisms. <laughs> that's what, that's what middle-aged gay Sam men Smith do, Colin. Hair. Move on. Ben gives Sam Smith fashion tips. Oh. <laughs> yes, because a, a straight man from Hobart deserves to give a gay man the from style England. Guru, ben <laughs> from the fashion capital That's of the so world. The gay man club. Style guru. <laughs> uh, let's move on. This is a song I I didn't expect anybody else to rank it this low, but I have to be honest, I really can't stand this song. And it's another one like Another Way to Die, which might be coming up very soon, where it would work if I didn't have to hear the singing part of it. And these next three blocks here are what I'm going to call my instrumental is better block because these next three songs would all be a lot better if I didn't have to hear the singing part. And uh, let's be honest, these artists didn't even know how to speak English, let alone sing English, <gasps> and it hurts the song. Oh. And even considering that, the instrumental itself wouldn't even be that good when it's when it's played during the movie i don't think it sounds that fantastic it's not the worst but yeah living daylight not nearly the best even of the instrumentals are better trilogy that i have to come i think colin just taking his anger out on timothy dalton (laughs) (laughs) if this was like a sean connery movie this would be five spots higher (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i'm gonna have this higher Believe it or not. Thank you. Uh, it's not coming up soon. Um, but yeah, Colin, anyway, for him to rip into our old buddy, Timothy Dalton, he'll get into it. Yeah, Colin Hilding. Like, between you and Noah, I'm going to tell you a bit of a secret. I always respected your opinions a little bit more. But like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, this, like, 18th? I'm glad we've got the approval of Ben Waterworth. <laughs> like, that's what I've been, my entire life. I, I felt like I was lost, like I didn't have direction. And now I know what <laughs> I was missing with the respect of Ben Waterworth. Um, but, like, let's, you know, like, each decade has its sound, you know? And, of course, 2002 had an even greater sound. But, like, this is so 80s, and, like, this just fits the decade and the... Not good it just, But what... Is there such a sentence as good 80s? Like, that's the brilliance of the 80s. Like, that's what makes it such a great era and Terminate. decade and everything. But, like, you know, you've got to have a follow-up to A View to a Kill. And, like, this isn't as good as A View to a Kill, but this is, you know, still matches it in many aspects because it's so 80s. And 
who cares if they can't speak English? Sam Smith can't speak with his balls not in a grind. I don't know where I'm going with that. But like, if I <laughs> if I recorded any of us talking in our sleep, singing these lyrics, it would have more life in it than the way they sang it. <laughs> no, it sounds like a man singing who's asleep. It is terrible. Oh, I wish you were asleep. <laughs> Alright, um, the problem with going last here, everyone steals your thunder, um, from Russia with love, um, I, it's kind of hard because it is an instrumental that they used and there's also a vocal version, if I was going off the vocal one it would probably even be one or two steps, well one spot lower, um, but I do like the instrumental just because it does suit the Russian vibe so well and the, the Cold War vibe of the film and you've got the gypsies in the intro and everything like that. Um, it's not a bad piece of music. It is a good piece of music, but it just doesn't really tickle my fancy in terms of like, oh, yes, From Russia with Love Song is on. Um, so I don't have a lot of negatives other than I'm just lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I don't really have much to add because I've already put it up. So, yeah, I still disagree. Uh, this is a much better song, and you brought up the instrumental version, which I don't know. I think that's technically what we're supposed to be ranking here, uh, because that was the title theme. And the second part of this is fantastic too, when they bring in the James Bond music, and um, I, I, I love the instrumental version. I love the vocal version. I think both versions deserve to be a little bit higher than this. All right. Um... I think this one's going to probably piss a few people off. Uh, <laughs> wait till you get to my top ten. Um, but, look, this is a song that I think, when people think of like iconic James Bond songs, this is generally up there, probably in the top five of what most people would put up there. problem I have with this, I mean, I like this song. Again, it's in this middle group, which I could easily put this up as high as 11th. But compared to what I've got above it, I just, I mean, this is one that if I've got on my list, I might, I'll skip more than the other ones that are above it. I like this song. It's great. The lyrics are a bit repetitive. And the singer, again, she is an icon of the James Bond world. This is the second one on the list that I'm getting rid of already. I like this film. I'm kind of with Noah that this is an underrated film. Not as much as Noah likes it. But um, oh. Diamonds Are Forever, oh. I'm putting it 17. What? Oh. Oh. Wow. Go to you your know, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I haven't said this on the show before, but I always kind of respected Ben's opinions more than Noah's. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's a, that's a good joke. Yeah, I'd rather I would rather listen to the Kanye West cover version on my playlist than this to get uh, me in the mood. Uh, you have lost all credibility. Like, and I know we've said that many times. It's almost like you know, <laughs> is there any credibility to lose? Did I have this any? This is the podcast that cried wolf when it comes to Ben's credibility, but it is gone now. What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, ditto to what Colin just said. You're an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. What? What? Why? What? What? Why? What? Why? <laughs> I'm at a loss. Yep. 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 Can you defend? And another day is going to be in your top ten. 
give us a better argument than that. Like our listeners deserve better than well, this. Like, give us a better argument. Okay, if we if we're doing this on personal likability again, if I've got twenty three James Bond songs on a list on shuffle, and I'm wanting to just like have a nice day of listening to James Bond music, and you you get into a mood and whatever, like this is going to be the 18th song, 17th song that I will listen to in order of like, hey, I want to really listen to Diamonds Are Forever. Like, and just, I mean, it's just, it gets to the point of the song where you're kind of like, hey, this is good. It's like seductive. It's Shirley Bassey. I mean, the whole song, again, if we talked about it in the episode, I mean, she's singing about penises for starters as well. And like, just the, by the end of it, it's just like, Diamonds Are Forever, Forever. I'm like, okay, get it. Get on with it, Shirley. Throwing up the averages again. Yeah, well, that's because I can. But there's just, I mean, again, technically, as with this middle group, I could have this at 11th if I really wanted it to, because I can switch these around. But looking... Then do it! No, because, oh, like... Do it, you moron! The next six what songs, I want to listen to more than I want to listen to this! <laughs> All I have to say is, unlike Boom. me, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> you like men. <laughs> unlike men. I like men. I like men. Um... <laughs> No, I'm I'm in the middle now of my instrumental is better trilogy, and I always thought about that. I never bothered to listen to the instrumental version until we covered this episode, and it is way better. Unfortunately, because of the vocals, there are dull moments of this where it's just dun dun dun, and but when it gets into the chorus, it actually sounds really good, and uh, the song it is at least like had a Stokely there. Get off the train. Well, we know if Hannah Stokely covered this, it would be a more exciting version than Jack White and Alicia Keys. But I still don't mind listening to this song every once in a while. I think it's a fairly decent song. I put it on every once in a while while I'm running, and it's not that bad. So uh, better than Living Daylights, but uh, not as good as one other bad vocals, good instrumental still to come. Um, yeah, well, it's already gone from Ben. You put it up, and I'll be having it up shortly. I think you and me both put it up maybe higher than Ben was thinking, and maybe the listeners were thinking. I don't love this one, but I'll save my opinions for it, which is coming up short. The fact that you both are going to rank this in the top 17. You had Diamonds Are Forever 17. You've got another <laughs> way to die in the top 20. That ne- negates any argument I've just put forth for Diamonds Are Forever 17. This is like the two most unlikely duet people in the history of music screaming at each other, and you're putting it this high? No. Ben said there's nothing wrong what? with Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of her fans who see her every year in Las Vegas would agree with me, Colin Hilding. Hey, I'm Canadian, and we all hate Celine Dion here. <laughs> well, her heart will go on, so I don't care. <laughs> her husband died this year, Colin. Have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i think it's my turn uh rest in peace john tenney um i think that was her husband mr dion, <laughs> mr. dion. Uh, his heart right. didn't go on <laughs> oh <laughs> Let's just see it now. I know some people out there are groaning. Some people out there are laughing. This will not make the best of, but enjoy it for what it is. 
Well, I would... If no one's going to care because none of these millions of so-called fans are listening to Double Old Seven, which they should be. Um, but yeah, rest in peace, Mister Ian Dion, um, <laughs> or whatever he's called. It <laughs> <laughs> really was Ian Dion. Ian Dion. <laughs> I'm like so sorry, Celine. This is like so, so disrespectful. I don't think Celine is listening. Celine Dion is at that she is, I. She's the guest speaker at the uh, the meeting today. Every keynote speaker. Every night in Las Vegas, she's like, "Everyone, thanks for coming to my show. Please listen to Double Lot Seven. Until now. Oh. Rest in peace, Ian. I think it's my... Uh, Alright, 17. <laughs> I don't even know what was just picked, but 17. Um, where are you, Ian? Why do you hide? Why does your moonraker heart stop to die? Um, number 17 is Moonraker. I, I, I think it does have a bit of mystique and mysteriousness uh, to it and kind of a soothing spacey vibe like floating in space rather than TIE Fighters and X-Wings and Cantina Band um, so yeah it's boring I can make my way through it sometimes it's, it's okay to listen to and I'm fine with it it suits the Superman, Supergirl on a dancing spinny ball thing um, but yeah another one off the off the uh, list now, Moonraker is going to be low in the average. But I don't think I hate it as much as you two. It's it's just a a boring song, but it's not a bad song. Um, but I know Cable will be angry about. Um, yeah, this song's shit. Move on. <laughs> uh, I think that if the disco version of this were the one used in the the real titles, we all would have had it a little bit higher. That's all I like the say. disco one. The disco one is kind of fun. <laughs> uh, all right, sixteenth. Uh, now I defended this song in the episode, and I I like this song. Uh, I think we're really getting into songs now that I actually kind of like all these songs now. So it's going to be harder to say negative things about them. But again, this could be moved up higher. But I'll put this down the bottom of the next sort of group. Um, it's, it is a boring song. I mean, it kind of had this period of songs from like Moonraker through to Octopussy, which were kind of shit, but this is the least shit out of all of them. And I'm a little bit higher on this song than I think both of you were, even though technically, unless you both put this up next, uh, I'll be lower than you two on this song. But, um, it's also the only time we've ever seen the artist in the actual titles. Hello, Sheena. Uh, for your eyes only, only for you uh, at 16th. Yeah, I know that I was a much bigger fan of this than uh, either of you, and uh, it's not coming up that soon for me, so uh, I'll, I'll defer to Noah here. Um, yeah, it's not next on my list, and I'm actually afraid of how high it might be. I'm just looking at my list. Um, 
it is the, the least shit of the lot, as you said, Ben. That's on her CD, a quote from Ben Waterworth. She there is the least shit of the three. <laughs> Those quotes in the reviews. Um, the least shit of the lot, Ben Waterworth, respected music critic. Style guru of the middle-aged gay band class. <laughs> yes, this least shit of the lot. She there is. Um, yeah, it's... It, I don't think it's as bad as maybe we first made out. It is better than all-time high, so, yeah. My last bowel movement yeah. is better than all-time high. <laughs> we know we heard during the Octopussy episode. <laughs> uh, let me cap this off here. I know this is one of the most popular Bond themes. I don't understand why. I love John Barry's score, when everybody talks about how good this song is, all they could ever reference is that that's just part of the score. That's like saying that you love writings on the wall because of the, the opening music part of it, which is 10 seconds. The vocals of this, I know I described it in the episode is that it sounded like a lullaby, which does not fit James Bond. It does not fit this movie. Maybe it would fit some Roald Dahl uh, book adaptation. (laughs) (laughs) The Oompa Loompas, a lullaby, is essentially what Nancy Sinatra's You Only Live Twice was. Uh, I don't get this song. And anybody out there who's listening, feel free to comment on this in defense of You Only Live Twice. But if you take out the part you're left with a really dull lullaby. And uh, as an instrumental, I would listen to it, but this isn't even like an instrumental version of a theme. It is just John Barry's score played in a few parts. So 16, you only live twice. Uh, yeah, Ben's already put it up, and you're going to be hearing from me soonish on this. I'll reiterate, I think we all agree this is the most uh, overrated of all the James Bond themes. But I do think it has some positive. Meh. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number, <laughs> number 16, um, we have another match, and Colin continues to keep stealing my thunder. It's You Only Live Twice. Uh-huh. Uh, <gasps> I, I Yeah, it, it's not ever going to be a, in the real big top 10 or anything like that for any of us, but I do think it does suit the film, so points for suiting the film i do think it's used well within the film so points to it for that um and i think it fits with the um the title sequence slightly the volcano type thing and i do think it has that kind of japanese vibe to it which is that is the main theme of you only live twice um and nancy sinatra is a good singer but it's just kind of a bit blare of hey, whatever, move on. Um, so I like You Only Live Twice, but I rarely will ever listen to it. But I put it up higher just because I do think it has those few pros in there. Um, so yeah, another one is off the board. Meh. Um, but... <laughs> I really don't have anything to add, seriously. Um, I mean, I put this up at, what, uh, fucking 20th. So, um, I feel like we're repeating ourselves twice here. <laughs> Funny, get it? Not really. Um, I feel like we're stalling because Colin's in the toilet. <laughs> 
Okay, that's too my... much talk of you only live twice makes me urinate. It's, okay, it's that's my original point. Meh. <laughs> if that makes uh, you urinate, I'll be gone for a lot longer when Dying of the Day comes. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to be doing a big number two when Dying of the Day comes up on this list. <laughs> oh, hopefully Ben's not doing a big number two. That will be way too high for Dying of the Day. Uh, I, hope you, um, I hope you two like aren't busting or anything, because it might be a while. Oh... <laughs> Um, That's the sound you'll be I making. I said everything I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I said everything I have to say about You Only Live Twice. Uh, uh, I agree. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, okay. Fifteenth. Uh, we're up to. Wow, isn't this a barrel of laughs? Um, I am going to be the lone wolf in putting this one as like Again, this could be number 11, but I've got it at number 15. And... Might be a bit surprising. A lot of those had your 11 spot here, man. <laughs> They're all tied for 11. Might be surprising that I have a song from my favourite James Bond actor, and act James Bond in general, this low. Um, Die another day. I really Die like this song. Day. It's a great song. And I think the artist who sings this song is perfect for James Bond. But... Again, looking at what's ahead of it, this would be the least likely for me to listen to and like above uh, the ones that are ahead of it. So, um, seeing his reflection, his golden eye at number fifteen. Oh, what? <laughs> this is Diamond Forever all over again. This is the lowest ranking Pierce Brosnan theme. I said that. I said <laughs> that when we did the Pierce Brosnan movies that this was my least favorite Pierce Brosnan song. We didn't listen. Ugh. Nobody's listening anymore. The show's cancelled. Nobody listens We're anyway. Done. We're going home. Uh, I don't even know what to do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have run out of insults. Um, I've run out of criticisms. Uh, ben, drop dead. <laughs> wow. Drop dead like Ian, right? <laughs> hey. That's the nicest thing Colin, that's the nicest Colin's ever said to me. <laughs> I flew over America with you. Um, yeah, drop dead. <laughs> what if I did? What if I, like, what if I pulled an E&D on and I died? Like, what would you two do? This episode would get a huge spike. <laughs> How would you get it? I'm recording it. <laughs> I'll go to your house. <laughs> not like you're gonna press. You're not gonna press stop just as you die. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, gotta stop. Gotta Can't stop. make it to my house for about three days. It's just recording three days of just like static. <laughs> the correct answer to that is we would re-record without you, and it would be a better episode. <laughs> yeah, I hope your wife gives birth we- soon, Colin. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, Jamie. But where this new life, they always say that someone dies as the baby is born. <laughs> oh, Ian Dion Tina Turner just died during ward. this ranking. Oh, Colin's baby will be the new third host. That's something. right. <laughs> <laughs> so that we won't be the only ones crying having to listen to Ben's rankings. <laughs> All right. I'm going Give to something put better, Colin. <laughs> I'm going to put up a song that's already come up that I didn't have much defense for, other than to say, I'll say it again, the verses are better than the chorus. The chorus is whiny, it's annoying, it sounds like Sam Smith, 
um, it would be very popular in Ben's club if it was, uh, you know, their song of the week. But I, I can somewhat appreciate the old school sound that it has. The fact they went back to a 60s sound. It does scream of a song that was last minute replaced. And uh, I think the original song, Surrender by Katie Lang, was much better than this. Uh, mm. I would have loved to have had that as the theme. But it's not all that bad. Uh, but it is l- a little bit bad, as I said before. I'm kind of at the end of the songs that I groan about a little bit. Uh, so Tomorrow Never Dies, number 15. Drop dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have it way below this. Um, but yeah, Katie Lang, also keynote speaker at Ben. Yeah. Um, That's Mrs. Yeah, Lang to you. I... <laughs> Mr. Ian Lang. Um, but I, I can I not defend this one. Um, I'm probably the, the lowest fan of this song out of anyone in the world. I'm not a Tomorrow Never Dies fan. All I will say is that we won't be talking about this song for a very, very, very long time. So, Oh! You mess everything up on this show! <laughs> I think this is our breaking point we've been on the show. Yeah. Every time we put up an awful song where all the fans are like, oh, thank goodness that one's out of the way, and Ben's like, it's not coming up for a long time. <laughs> we survived back. through a four-hour episode on Die Another Day, the film. We've survived, we've endured that, but this episode, episode 41, this is the boiling. Yeah, this is it. We're done. <laughs> all right, I guess I should say my number 15. Um, way higher than Ben had it. A bit higher, but not really pretty much the same as where Colin had it. It's not a great song, and I'm still kind of in my phase where I have issues of all the songs that I've put up. Um, But another way to die, for all the points that you guys said, the the dumb screaming, the dumb duet, the dumb guitar that randomly goes in the middle is just absurd. Um, And pairing it with Bond shooting sand dunes made by eight eighth grader um yeah this is just was a bit of a mistake but also i don't think the bassy one is much better either um but it's not a horrible song i do like colin said the instrumental and i do like um definitely the music of it and it's one i can listen through to the end um so it's definitely not a great one and perhaps a bit too high on reflection uh but i defend it slightly it's grown on me a bit I cannot believe that Another Way to Die made it as high as 15th on somebody's list on this show. You and put you, Diamond Dark Forever and you two call me stupid. You, talk, you two tell me to drop dead. Jesus. Whatever Die still hasn't come. <laughs> oh, that's all you have to say. Okay. <laughs> I said Jesus, but uh, whatever. <laughs> tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, no, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no. Another way to die. Another way to die. I was reading die. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, this is a lot higher than I expected to make. I thought I was going to be defending it a little more than everybody else. Uh, but I am happy it's not the very bottom because I think that people are maybe a little bit too harsh on this song, especially considering You Only Live Twice is a lullaby, uh, let's be honest, and Tomorrow Never Dies uh, is, is whiny as Sam Smith. But, uh, yeah, this one's off the table, and uh, I'm 
think one or two more are probably about to go off the table because we're we're kind of reaching the end of the average songs now. All right. Um, I recently watched a video uh, ranking the songs, and this was dead last on this person's poll. And I often see this as voted. Let me guess. Nobody does it better. Vote. This is <laughs> a few to a kill, live and let die. What else Good are you gonna finger. put up there? This is often voted as the worst song in the history of James Bond. But, like, I defended this when we did the episode, and I liked this song. And I think Colin might have been on my side here. I think Noah didn't like I can't remember. I don't, I don't listen to what you two say. Um, but there's something about this song that's catchy, and I feel that this is one of the songs that many people always know and reference when they're like, hey, sing a song from the James Bond movies. And this is one that they always seem to remember. Um, I mean, Lulu, is that a name? I, I don't really know too much about her, but, um, I mean, she has a powerful weapon. Um, but, yeah, The Man with the Golden Gun, it's a fun song, I like it. I like it a lot better than a lot of people do, but, um, again, there's a few more that will finish ahead of this in this middle bunch for me. But, um, yeah, 14th, 14th is respectable. I, I don't have a whole lot negative, really, to say about songs from this point on, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, there was a time where this was my all-time favorite James Bond theme. And uh, it's, it's probably... Not, I'm not going to pull a Ben. This isn't going to be, like, the very highest. I'll give that away. But it is such a fun song to listen to. And in a way, I think that me always ranking it higher had a lot to do with the fact that I think this is a song where if you took James Bond out of the equation, I think this a lot more people would enjoy this song. And it is one of those things where it's like, well, it's just so weird for Bond. It's so goofy. It's so over-the-top. But on its own, it's it's a blast to listen to. And uh, this is probably one of my most played of the James Bond themes. That's not going to say it's going to reach the highest spot because there's a lot of criteria other than being a good song. But uh, I absolutely love Man with a Golden Gun. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because the songs that Ben likes more than me seem to be going lower on his list. Because um, I'm going to have the Man with the Golden Gun higher. And I definitely have that a lot lower than him. Um well, who, yeah, who worked just, out the math on that one? What was that? <laughs> well, I do. I like the man with the golden gun less. I was more critical than Ben was. Yeah, I'm going to be having it higher. Um, okay, <laughs> that's because Ben's plaguing his top ten with other dumb songs. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's a fun song, and I'll talk about it more when I get to it. Um, it's improved a lot for me since we first started this show. I was very negative, but it's definitely grown on me. Hmm. All right. Um, sadly, this one's coming off the board, too, and uh, I'm definitely the biggest fan of this song, and I really have nothing bad to say about it, uh, which is funny because there are songs that are going to come up I may have some negatives with, but uh, I always loved From Russia With Love. I had defenses for it already, so I don't have that much left to say. Um, and I think it fits. the instrumental fits really well if we're talking about just the title sequence, if we're talking about the entire song. I think that it really did start the Bond themes, and even though the Bond sound came about in Goldfinger, I already said it, the Bond sound of Goldfinger was because they had this retro sound in From Russia With Love. So I'm putting From Russia With Love at 14, and goodbye, Matt Monroe. Yeah, I've already put it up, but again, of these kind of lesser songs, it's the one I probably had the least criticism with. It just doesn't really flow with me. 
as much as other people, but I don't think it's a horrible song. Yeah, went ages ago. Or a horrible bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that it? All right. Um, <laughs> well, number 14... I don't know if this is too high for me because I don't love this one. Um, it's for your eyes only. Um, I'm kind of shocked I put it so high. We were kind of critical of it, and it's definitely not one of my favourites. I'm not a huge Sheeta Eastern fan, that's for sure. Who is? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian Eastern. Even Sheena Eastern doesn't <laughs> listen to her own music. Um... It suits the film, and I, it definitely has that underwater... I love when they play it in the underwater scene. I think that works so well within the film. Um, so it works with the film. I don't know why they decided to have her in the intro. That was kind of weird. Didn't really work. Um, but it has a memorable... Like, I can remember the chorus, like, as I sit here. It's memorable song. Sing it. Um, at, For yours only. Perfect. Maybe I'm an open book. Because I know you're my... Stop playing with him, Sheena! Um, so, I can never get over this. Right? That's what her parents She's used to horrible, say but... all the time when she was growing up. Stop playing with him, Sheena! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I defend it slightly, um, but I'm still kind of in that phase of the ones I've still got a bit of criticism for, but I do think it's fits the film and it does sound like a Bond theme slightly, but just not as much as Nobody Does It Better, but much more than all time. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I like this song. I know I'd put it lower than both of you, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll have more to say later on this one because I do really like this. I think I was the biggest defender of it during the episode. Uh I I'm glad that it wasn't as low as I thought it was going to be for both of you. So uh, victory for Sheena Easton here, which I don't think is what we were expecting when we started this episode. The only ever time the sentence victory for Sheena Easton has ever been uttered in the history of mankind. Um, Hashtag shame on Sheena. <laughs> Start playing with him, Sheena. Uh, unlucky 13. <laughs> um, now, again, I'm just going to sound like a repetitive idiot, but... I like this song. This is a great song. This is an iconic James Bond song. And um, on that same list that I watched the other day, this was like very high. This was like number two, I think, on this person's list. And I could easily see this as being number two. I mean, this is a great song. And I will say that I have had the honour of interviewing two people who have sung James Bond songs. And this is one of them. And I have. this is the only time I've actually ever seen a James Bond song performed live as well. Um, and I think Tom Jones suits James Bond so well. Mary? He, <laughs> Mary, yes. J- she I mean, played all of them. <laughs> and did an encore of all of them. Um, but, I mean, he's just so well suited James Bond. I mean, he easily could have done a couple just like Shirley did. I mean, he's from the same country. So, yeah, Thunderball, it's it's such a great song. I mean, it's sung, what, from the villain's perspective as well, so it's kind of unique. And, I mean, the film's shit, but, like, the song is good. So, yeah, 13th, again, could be higher, but the two that are above it in this middle group just take the cake slightly. So, uh, here you go, Sir Tom. Thanks for chatting to me about this as well. Yeah, that was a very envious day that I had. The only time in my life I've been envious of Ben uh, <laughs> was when... 
he interviewed Tom Jones and got to talk about Thunderball because I absolutely love this song. Uh, it's not coming up anytime soon on mine, uh, so I want to bump this up a little bit. But thank you for saying nice things about a song that you ranked way too low. <laughs> well, again, um, Ben likes Thunderball more than I do, yet I'm going to be having it higher up my list. It must be that crazy top ten that's really doing this. Um, so, yeah, I'll save more of my opinions. It's not coming up directly soon, but soonish. Um, so I'm not overly high on Thunderbolt, but it is a good song. Well, time for me to do what something else that I didn't think was going to come, where I would be the first one to put this one up, uh, because I've always been a huge fan of this song, and I thought this was going to be a top 10 one for me, for sure. But when I sat down to rank these, you know, not just ranking based on, oh, well, do you like this song ranking? Does it fit in the Bond movie? Does it fit in the titles? Uh, is it original enough? Does it sound too much like anything else? This one, I'm a, I'm a much bigger fan of the movie now, I'll say, than I am the the theme. I think that the only issue I had, and this is where I start to get into songs that I like better, but have more criticism for, it just doesn't sound original to me at all. And again, I like how, just like with Tomorrow Never Dies, they went for a little bit of a classic sound. But all around, I think this is another one that may be a little bit too long uh, and maybe not enough variety in the sound. I'm putting up number 13, The World Is Not Enough by Garbage. Uh, I thought it was going to be higher than this, but uh, I still really love the song. So not too much negatives to say other than it really could have been a little bit more original. Uh, great. Now we've got to hear Ben Winge again. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'll say my opinions when I talk about it, but this does go as most improved song for me. I used to have this bottom five, hands down. Uh, doing this show and just listening to them more, it's definitely bumped up a bit. Um, but I don't overly disagree with where you put where you have put it. Up. So yeah. yeah, now we hear what Ben has to say. Well, I will say that I will have it not as high as maybe you think I will, but it's still not coming up for quite some time. So, uh, drop dead, Colin. (laughs) My apologies. At number 13, damn it, Colin, stop stealing my thunder at the match. The world is done now. Um... (laughs) Um... Yeah, go to your meeting, Ben. Um, you should be thankful it made it this high because, again, I used to think this was the worst or the bottom five of all the bottom themes. Um, to me, the verses still aren't overly exciting, but I do think the music does sound Bondian and it suits the film, and I like how they include some of the lines from the film in the song, and I think the chorus uh, is what kind of sells it for me more so the verses are lacking uh so i don't hate this one but it would never ever be in my top 10 (sighs) next oh it's me right um (laughs) yeah i I just one thing i should quickly say that for people in this episode if you're hearing a lot of typing and mouse clicking on my behalf it's because i'm having to update this list as we go along so if you're one of those people get really anal about that sort of stuff uh sorry um 12th okay so we're basically 
about to cross the halfway point now. Um, and we've we've got two instrumentals on this list technically, and I'm going to put this one next. I, I look, this is amazing. This song, like you can just listen to this loud and pump it out. It's just such an iconic theme, and when they used it. You know, in a bit of a snippet in the Spectre sound uh, theme uh, trailer, that's what I'm thinking of, and never used it in the movie. Like, I want somebody to actually release that updated version because it just is amazing. But there's just something about the Honor Majesty's Secret Service theme that just gives me goosebumps, and I have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, it's better than we have all the time in the world. Um, but, yeah, it's it's can't go any higher on my list because what's above it? So, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service theme at 12. Uh, oh, Colin just. Um, uh, <laughs> do you need, do you need a tissue? To his child? I'm trying not to imagine what Ben's top ten is at this point. Um, yeah, this one deserves better. Even if it was all the time in the world, it deserves a better spot than this. Uh, yeah, uh, take it, Noah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite my tongue. Um. Yeah, I don't agree with this position, but I also don't think you're going to... You, well, I do think you will hear me talking about this soonish, kind of. Um, but I don't have anything negative to say. And I don't hate your ranking of it, but I do have it higher. Cool. Well... Now I'm maybe going to make another enemy or maybe two enemies. Uh, but again, I'm going to call this a victory because a couple of years ago, this song would have been a lot lower for me. And we talked about it during the episode on how I, I believe that this song maybe has given too much credit uh, as a bomb theme without people really thinking, is it even close to the best song this artist has put out? But uh, overall, I think, the song really grew on me as we went through this rewatch. And I think that has a lot to do with coming off of a lot of these nobody does it better wannabe songs. And suddenly we had something that had a lot of life, a lot of energy. And uh, this may get revised by the end of the episode. I just, just let me finish. (laughs) No. Wow. I don't like how you're going with this. It may get revised. It may get revised by the end of the episode. Uh, but I'm going to put up number 12, A View oh, to a Kill, oh. which I've... Hey, if this were a couple of months ago, this would have been 1617. Oh. And by the end of this episode, maybe it has a chance of cracking the top 10. We'll have to see how the discussion goes on the next couple. But I really enjoy this song more uh, than I have in the past. And I still don't think it's like the greatest Bond theme ever. I think because it was so different and it has so much energy, it's given a lot of credit. I will say Duran Duran deserves a lot of credit for doing what Madonna couldn't do, uh, which is make a modern Bond theme that wasn't annoying and nauseating to listen to. <laughs> um, yeah, Colin just officially did a Ben. <laughs> <laughs> did a major Ben. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing I'm another train. The did a Ben. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. Um, wow, major Ben. There. I love how like, um, we're just right, so like 12. shocked. We're just not even saying anything now. We're just like, wow, did a Ben. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All right, number twelve. I used to really hate this one, and I think that was just because I was a grouch and took things way too seriously. And my motto during the Roger Moore 
era was stop taking things so seriously all the time. Just have fun. Forget about the Daniel Craig films. Just watch these and have fun with it. Um, it was in the 70s. Everybody is, was trying to remember the Daniel Craig films. Yes. Um, ha, ha, um, the, the man with the golden gun is just... It is fun, as Colin said. It's wacky and it's so out there. I don't know who the hell Lulu is. Um, she doesn't know who it she is. Probably sh- <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't have been a Bond theme looking at it, but it does suit the film. The Man with the Golden Gun is a bit wacky. Um, so yeah, in the next room, or this very one, it's the Man with the Golden Gun. The craziest Bond theme ever, and I don't know how the hell I ended up putting it at 12. That's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm so glad we're not ranking these based on lyrical genius, because that would be the hardest rankings anyone's ever done. Uh, there's probably like one song in the history of James Bond films. Like, well, it's got some good lyrics in it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I put this up a couple ones. I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I've got nothing really else to add. Uh, I'll have a little bit more to add very soon. I won't say how soon, but, uh, yeah, to be continued. All right, let's pull a band and piss some people off because I think this one's probably going to be pissing <laughs> well, people off more. Uh, we also need to note that we're at the coveted 11th spot, so this is going to be very interesting. Just al- missing out on our top 10. After these 11, we'll review what we've done, but I, I don't think these two are going to stay on the line in a minute. I think they're going to hang up on me. Um, this, this one has been... Num- Ben's number 11 has been the same for the past <laughs> five votes. Yeah. We finally get to find out what wins in the Battle of the 11s. All right, and this is... Yeah, um... Hmm, okay. Uh-oh. Um, Goldfinger. What? <laughs> Golden eye, Goldfinger on a magic Diamonds are forever. Oh. Yeah, um, I mean, as iconic as James Bond songs are, this is it. This is the granddaddy of them all. Um, but when it comes to my playlist, I'll listen to an 11th out of all of them. Um, and... You know, I can't say anything bad about it. There's nothing bad I can say about it because it's Goldfinger. I mean, that's like saying that um, chocolate is bad. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> I guess it is if you like lactose intolerant or just don't like chocolate. But, um, I mean, I just I can't put this in my top ten. I've got ten other songs that I think are better than this. So it's got to make it to number 11. So there you go. Just as a recap for everybody out there... Um some of the songs Ben still has to come include Die Another Day, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's wrong. You, you, you need therapy or Colin's medication. Colin's going to start crying. <laughs> therapy, medication, uh, a beating. Colin, how could you bring a child into this world? A I world know. like this. I have lost faith in this world. I no longer want to bring a child into this world. I'm going to take him. I'm going to live off the grid somewhere far away from people like Ben who are going to corrupt him. And You're going to live in Baja? Baja. I'm off to Baja. Um, <laughs> Uncle Ben, you have lost your uncle title. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I had it in the first place. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> wow, flying over America really made you fond of me. Okay. Just... Just knowing that you've lost something is a win for Ben. Yeah. <laughs> like, ben, we were going to give you this award, but you did this and we're taking it away from you. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as high as 
Holland has it for me. But the fact that you've taken off Goldfinger, um, Goldeneye, Diamonds Are Forever, it just makes me want to vomit. And uh, I'll get Colin to report back to me, but maybe I also never want to bring a child into this world either. <laughs> well, Let me know how Baja goes. You, you, <sighs> just, to, just to let you know, uh, Noah, you do need a bit more help to bring a child into the world. You just can't do it. Like, you've got to, um... Anyway. I need a Jamie. <laughs> well, that, not Jamie. I mean, she's taken, but... <laughs> I don't think Colin would appreciate that. Uh, well, I think I think Noah might have a bit of a heads up because his musical tastes might be a little bit more appealing to some of the women out there. <laughs> so, he was like, he's got hey, a baby, shot with Jamie with me, then, okay. And then you've got Cher on in the background. <laughs> There are no women that wear beds going. Good, anyway. good, good to know that if good to know that if um, like Colin's well, on his lesbian. Colin's on his deathbed and he's like you know Jamie's holding his hand and Colin's like Jamie I want you to move on like you know be happy fall in love with Noah he will take yes. care of you have a baby with him <laughs> go to Baja all the answers are in Baja make sure Ben doesn't have a baby. Don't tell Ben your address. <laughs> I love that we're talking about the death of Colin's heavily pregnant wife. Yeah. I was talking about the death of Colin. Death of me. <laughs> I, I I love that you talk about how um like oh you can't talk about Celine Dion's husband oh but Colin's wife oh yeah killer. <laughs> Let's make a widow of her. After both of you told me to drop dead. <laughs> no one's going to be left. We need to give all our passwords to Spectre, etc. Because we're all going to be dead. I hope Cable's listening to this. Cable, you're you're about to take over. <laughs> Cable and Catherine, you're our only hope. Uh, Help us, Cable. I don't know Kenobi. about that. Uh, this episode has taken a weird turn. Let's let's cap out the not the top tens here. Uh, it's the highest for me. I thought I was going to have this ranked a lot higher than everybody else, so I'm happy that the average is pretty close for all three of us. So uh, we've talked about this so much already. Um, not much left to say except Lulu is a legend. Uh, Man with the Golden <laughs> Gun is a fun song. It, we'll see if it holds on through revising my rankings, but I would probably I probably have listened to this more than every other Bond theme, with the exception of possibly my top three. So uh, it's not going to make my top three. It's not going to make my top ten, but Man with the Golden Gun, it's an awesome song, people. Don't take it so seriously. It's fun. Yeah, if you just take it for what it is, it is fun. Um, so I'm glad I didn't put it the highest, because I don't think I like it the most. Um, but, yeah, it's never going to be a top ten, but it is a fun song. So it will always come before it kills. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really fun. Alright, rounding out the not tens um, is one that's probably too high for me. Um, I don't love this one. I was kind of critical on it. Um, it's Thunderball. Um, so just misses out on the top ten. It it suits it's Bondian. You cannot argue that it's not Bondian. It fits with the title sequence, so it's better than Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, and Tom Jones it was really built for it, to sing a Bond theme, and it, 
following on from Goldfinger, it was just great. Uh, like two big strikes in a row. Like it was not like we went from Goldfinger and then that's the most iconic one, and then we're going to something completely different. It was kept the pace with the Bond themes and really helped shape the way of what the Bond theme is. Um, so I don't love Thunderball, and I often won't listen to it. But as a Bond theme, I do think the song. I will just add, um, seeing it live, it was a different, like it was sort of like a rocky, not like as in, dun, 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 as in like a rock version um, of it. So he actually did quite a, it was, it was one of the encore songs as well. So I think it was actually, he came, you know, did the whole like, hey, I'm leaving. No, you're not, Tom. And then he came back on stage and he, like, this was the first song of his encore. So, um, um, came back and did another way to die. He did. He did, like, straight away. Um, <laughs> and then live with that die again. Yes. So, um, yeah, I've got not much else to add that's already been added. Um, yeah, I I wasn't sure if I'd have this highest, but now I know I will. Um, this song is legendary, and I think it's one that has grown a lot more in popularity over the last couple of years, and I think that has a lot to do with kind of the legend of Tom Jones and his vocals and people appreciating uh, what he was able to do with the vocals in the song that really if you think about it it's not a very elaborate song it's very simple but his performance just sells the entire thing so uh, yeah I'm, I'm glad that this is higher than I thought it was going to be for both of you because you really didn't give enough respect to the movie which we were right shame on you alright uh, before we get to the top <laughs> 10 let's just quickly go over our order that we've had so far so starting off with Collins going from 23 to 11 so, Colin had Die Another Day, All Time High, The Writings on the Wall. Am I meant to be reading yours, or are you meant to be reading your own out? I, I don't know if I'm just... I'll read my own. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Well, mine, uh, we from 23 to, to 11. <laughs> um, all Time High, Moonraker, Another Way to Die, You Only Live Twice, From Russia with Love, The Writings on the Wall, Diamonds Are Forever, For Your Eyes Only, Golden Eye, Man with the Golden Gun, Thunderball, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, Theme, and Goldfinger. And mine starts with 23, Die Another Day, 22, All Time High, 21, Writings on the Wall, 20, License to Kill, 19, Moonraker, 18, The Living Daylight, 17, Another Way to Die, 16, You Only Live Twice, 15, Tomorrow Never Dies, 14, From Russia with Love, 13, The World is Not Enough, 12, A View to a Kill, and 11, The Man with the Golden God. Right, Lulu, There's your Lulu. Wow, that's actually almost <laughs> better than Lulu. Um, yeah, with the guy they got. 23, the writing's on the wall. Uh, please kill me. 22, dying of the day. Please kill me. 21, all-time high. Please kill me. 20, license to kill. Please kill me. Uh, 19, tomorrow never dies. 18, from Russia with love. 17, Moonraker. 16, You Only Live Twice. 15, Another Way to Die. 14, For Your Eyes Only. 13, The World Is Not Enough. 12, The Man With The Colder Again. <laughs> um, 11, Thunderball. And 10, Stay Tuned. I didn't realize Granny Penny sang it. Um, all right. <laughs> Top 10 time. Nothing will, bad will be said about these songs because these are all amazing songs. I will listen to these any day of the week loud and wish I could sing them. So that's how I do my thing. Uh, but we'll clear one off the board first of all here. I knew I was going to have this the highest because I know when we did the episode I was the only one who talked about this in a positive light. Um, I think this is... I think you said it, Colin. This is like the longest James Bond song ever. 
And I oh, really, no. really like this song. And I think that um, dear old Gladys, like, she is a built to sing a James Bond song. I mean, she's got an amazing vocal range. And I think this song works. I, I, I get it, what you were saying, Noah, that it could be maybe a bit grittier and all that sort of stuff for the type of film Licensed Achilles, but I still just think it works with it. And um, I have nothing bad to say about this song. It's great. And even the works in it. So, uh, hello, Gladys. Number 10, top 10, Licensed to Kill. We warned you, people. We told you this was coming. <laughs> and now it's started. You had a chance to get out. If you're in now, you're in for the long haul. It's going to get worse. Uh, yeah, I forgot this piece of trash was still in the list. <laughs> I I was not expecting it to pop back up again. Um, Surprise! Bottom five. <laughs> cool. Uh, bottom five, that's all you have to say, Noah? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. <laughs> Talk. Awkward transition there. I was wondering if he had dropped out. Uh... Dropped dead. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my top ten. Uh, again, I'm happy that it made it a little bit higher on both of your lists. I think everybody has their guilty pleasure Bond theme, and this is the closest I'll have. Seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top ten is his guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, this one, I mean, another one of the ones that for whatever reason I will listen to all the time, and I'm not ashamed to say it's in here, but if there is one that I probably should be ashamed to have this high, it is Sheena Easton's For Your Eyes Only. Oh. I don't know what it is. The song is cheesy. It is... Uh, it's 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 very 80s. Uh, it barely sounds like Bond. It is bad imitation of Nobody Does It Better. But there's something about it that I just absolutely love. And it is... I kind of love it in a cheesy way. It's not like I believe this is a brilliant song. And it's not like I'm sitting there with a tear in my eye listening to it. Lies. But... It's just when it comes on, it kind of gives me a laugh, and I I enjoy listening to it, and I find it very catchy. And I, I know that everybody out there uh, who's been hating on Ben the whole time is now thinking, oh, great, it's spreading. It's catching on with the other guys, but this will be it. It'll be respectable from this point on. Uh, yeah, I definitely not a top ten. Um, but... If you look at the average, all three of us probably didn't put it too far apart, but there's no way I'd ever respectfully put it in the top ten. So, yeah, stop playing with his emotions, Sheena. Just stop. Sheena, you can appear in a film clip of mine any day of the week. You make film clips? I do. It's part of the uh, middle-aged gay men club's uh, (laughs) criteria for joining. Activity time. (laughs) She just digs through the box full of wigs, slaps one on, and they start filming. Whoa. <laughs> and Who's turn? Is it my turn? Oh, your sorry. turn. <laughs> um, love, <laughs> awkward uh, Ben in a wig. Thought, um, number 10. I absolutely love this one. I don't know if I could put it higher than 10, but I do think it's a great piece of music. Um, and I fought for it to be a part of this list. I don't know if... Well, I do wonder if it wasn't in the trailer for Spectre, 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 if it would be this high. But 
it would still be close to it, and that just proved how good of a piece of music this is. It suits the film. It's incredibly catchy, and even though it's instrumental, I absolutely still listen to it if it comes up in shuffle. Um, it like if there was if the Bond theme didn't exist, this could be the Bond theme. I wish this was used in more films rather than just being the Honor Majesty's Secret Service theme. Um, I wish they used it just in like randomly showing up in The Spy Love Me. They will play this song because it suits James Bond films so well. Um, Kind of weird that they didn't go with an actual song, like, and I guess they were distancing themselves a bit from the Sean Connery one. And I'd like to hear what an Honor Majesty's Secret Service film uh, song would be. Um, On Her Majesty's but... Secret Service. Yeah. Tracy and Bond, a drug or two. Um, not hear it. He yeah. had a <laughs> lot of guts. <laughs> She's just having a rare On a message Secret Service the musical. I wanna see that. <laughs> no sir, she's just having a rest. She's just having a rest. Just we'll having a rest. You're just having a rest. You're just having a rest. <laughs> Oh, the message singing service and the sing. music will bring it on. But, yeah, was that part of the club? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of our theatre-making um, classes. But, yeah, uh, if you haven't realised, it's on oh, the Majesty's Secret Service, the theme. Yeah, uh, well, I've already put this up, and Colin stabbed me multiple times for doing so, um, and I have nothing bad to say about <laughs> it. I agree with everything that you just said. Uh, yeah, this is a little bit more like it. Thanks, Noah. Uh, bring some sanity back. But I think this is just a difficult song to rank because for years, I always considered um, the All the Time in the World to be the theme song. But it really isn't. Uh, this They both kind of, I guess, could be shared theme songs. It, it's not so much like Surrender where let's just throw this unused song in the end credits. This is All, uh, all the Time in the World is a big part of the movie. But for an instrumental i mean i had a hard time accepting this because i just thought it was like a piece of music you know like like the the 007 theme or anything else from you know david arnold scores but i guess you could put lyrics to this i don't know how good it would be um hopefully better than the ones we just had there but uh i think the song's fantastic and if this were a real song i have a feeling this would probably be top five on everybody's rankings it's just it's unusual because it is instrumental and because we don't have a vocal version of it it's really hard to rank but yeah i I, nothing but good things to say about this from all of us even if one of us didn't rank it properly um (laughs) one thing that i will say for this next one is that i for sure thought i would be the highest ranker of this one so i'm actually very happy that somebody will rank this higher well potentially not they might rank it at the same so uh we'll soon find out but uh again nothing bad to say about this one uh colin was an absolute twit for putting it uh, at 18th like seriously um this is just got such a unique sound to it. It's so 80s, and it's just the instrumental works so well in the film, and I just think this is such a Bond-sounding 80s mega piece of music. I love it, and AHA, I mean, they have some other songs, and they're okay, but this, I think, is... 
<laughs> better than Take On Me, which is what they all which they're known for. Um, and the fact that I we read that they still perform this to this day because they apparently still exist is fantastic. So uh, the Living Daylights, love it. Such a great song. Not a bad word to say about it. I can crank this one up super loud and drive through the mean streets of Hobart and feel cool. So uh, yes, whoa, the Living Daylights. If if this is the crown jewel of Aha's catalog, I no longer want to bring a child into this world. This is just getting worse and worse. Head to Baja. Baja, no Aha. Ah, uh, <laughs> no is more like it. This is terrible. I would take Take On Me any day. If Take On Me was a Bond theme, it would be top 10 for me, probably. Not this song. This Bond song is not good me. in any way. <laughs> Bond on me. <laughs> James Bond. Take on Bond. Stop with him. Let's just let's just hope that Noah has this come out very soon because if this gets anywhere near the top five for any of us, I'm ashamed of this podcast. Uh, well, you may be ashamed going forward, then, Colin. Um, although I don't know if I agree, even though I have it. Uh, higher than Ben. I'm not sure if I agree with him calling it a mega piece of music. <laughs> or um, I think that's an exaggeration. Um, but I'll save my opinions for it when I get to it, though. Um, but yeah, it's made it as a top ten on two people's lists. Woohoo! Uh, I, have, I have a feeling this next one's going to be pretty high in our overall rankings. There's I think maybe about uh, five or six songs that none of us have put up yet. Um, and uh, again, a couple of years ago, this song would have been lower for me. If we go back 10 years when this movie came out, I would have ranked this probably in my bottom five at the time. But it's a song that I, I mentioned in the episode just has grown on me every single year to the point where it's it's now, in, in my opinion, one of the great modern Bond themes. Um, I don't have that many of the modern ones in my top 10 here. Uh, this is a huge victory for Chris Cornell because I never would have considered this. And I I think that the song itself wouldn't work without the horns in it. And that's something that's really important to any type of Bond theme is you need that you know, classic sound. And the horns really sell this. But the song itself, like I said, with A View to a Kill, it has so much energy that it's just it's listenable and it, it makes you excited for the movie. It's not all-time high where you're just being dragged down uh, yeah, you know my name. Fantastic Colin. song, and uh, yes, you said you, I n- never yeah. Know. What you said you know what my you name, know? and I you said know my name. God damn it! Yes, yeah. <laughs> Ben's jokes are getting better, believe it or not. <laughs> That's making the best of Number nine. Now we move on to a best job moment from the rankings of songs. <laughs> you know my name, Colin. Yes. What? what? Huh? <laughs> what? Uh, what? Colin. Bah! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely making the best of Um Put that on a t Yeah, I don't know if I do know your name anymore, Colin. Uh, I definitely don't have it at number nine. Um, so... Yeah, maybe I'm going to be agreeing with um, Ben, the person Waterman. known as Ben. <laughs> Come on, is uh, this before you say that too quickly? <laughs> so yeah, kind of. A, I never knew your opinion fully on this, so maybe it's not a shock. 
I kind of expected Colin to have this the lowest, um, for sure. But I'm glad you got it in the top ten, so I'm pleasantly surprised. But, um, yeah, I'm not talking about this for some time yet, so, yep. All right, number nine, I lied. It's, uh, the living daylight. Um, yeah, so a match with Ben. I'm, I'm matching with a lot of people, but this is the first time I have matched with Ben and probably the last time. Um, it's, I feel weird putting it in the top ten because I'm not sure if it is a top ten. But again, it's one of those ones you've got to take not so seriously. And I do think it has that Cold War 80s kind of vibe to it, uh, like that kind of nighttime snooping around vibe. Um, it's... A failed attempt at matching a view to a kill, but it it fits the film. It's not like the '80s cheesiness of Gladys that didn't fit *License to Kill*. This does fit the film of *The Living Daylight*. Um, so I don't love this one, and maybe top ten is being a bit too generous. But I I do think *The Living Daylight* is an underrated Bond theme. It's silly, but it's fun. Agree completely. Except for the bit where you said you don't think it's deserving of top ten because it is. So, yep. Well, it is. Really, but... it, it, it was tied for his number three. <laughs> He's doing the same thing you did. <laughs> oh, you're funny. It's your Are we done talking about I, this? I, I didn't know if you had anything else. to add, Colin. I was waiting for that awkward silence. Uh, that's making the top. I don't really want to say anything else on um, this. This is a shame. All right, let's get one out of the way here that you probably thought was going to be higher. Um, I love me some Brosnan songs. I really do. Um, but oh, please, please, please! I will say that I have had the honour of interviewing please. two people who are saying James Bond songs, and you know I haven't interviewed no. Madonna, so um, oh. <laughs> um, I interviewed Shelley Manson a couple of years ago, and it was such an honour. And I did speak to her a little bit about this as well, and oh. she still holds this very much in high regards that they did a James Bond song. Um, and th- look, this song is just amazing. I could easily have this higher than it is right now. I mean, I just think that it's got such an old vibe feel to it, mixed with 90s style music. And I mean, sh- again, Shirley Manson has the voice to-, to sing a James Bond song. She's so perfect for it. Um, she would make a good Bond villain. I mean, if you ever watched, uh, Terminator, uh, what was, whatever that show. Eric Connor Chronicles. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah. And I mean, Garbage is my favorite band. Haha, <laughs> you're funny because your music tastes garbage. Um, but I mean, I think this is the best James Bond film of all time, but I can't put the song at the top because I think there's seven better songs than this. But yeah, the world is not enough. Number eight, uh, nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, this is the first time I am disappointed that I didn't get to hear about Ben's interview with Madonna because I was hoping <laughs> for a second that's <laughs> what was coming up. Uh, I agree with everything you said. As I said, I really have always enjoyed this song. It has that old school sound to it. But again, I'll make the argument that if this were a song from 1967 or 1969, we would be talking about it as kind of one of the more forgettable 60s songs because it just it doesn't hold up compared to those and i like that they had this throwback sound but it's just not as good as it could have been i think yeah as i said it's most improved for me and it's still top 15 it's just that real middle of the road type one so i'm glad it's not like number one or something like that um but for some reason i thought this was your favorite bond theme i don't know why but yeah i you gave him too much credit (laughs) yeah number eight uh 
I yeah, I don't know what to expect from you, so <laughs> fine. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that was a compliment. It's fine. <laughs> so now my number eight, which uh, Ben, you complained about the living daylights. Like seriously, it is. Uh, remind me again where you put diamonds are forever. Uh, that would be at number seventeen. Number 17 was Diamonds Are Forever, in his opinion. I've got it at number 8, and I'm already feeling like maybe I don't have this high enough. Uh, But I'll put it there for now, and we'll see what it's like later on. Surely Bassey is amazing, and in some ways, I actually would rather listen to this over Goldfinger, which still is to come on my list. But, like, overall, I mean, there's nothing bad you can say about it. The lyrics are hilarious. The vocals are amazing. It has such a unique sound to it. it. It's... It's very catchy. It's an epic song. It's maybe the last traditional Bond song we ever had. And if you were to cap off the traditional Bond themes, you know, from Russia with Love to Diamonds Are Forever, this was a great way to go out. And uh, I'm glad it hasn't come up on Noah's list yet because somebody needs to help move this up in the rankings. So uh, I love Diamonds Are Forever. And Ben, uh, you're dead to me. (laughs) Well, I was going to be an uncle. Uh (laughs) <laughs> not anymore good to see you kill your brothers uh, I to be honest I think you're the one who should be helping it helping get higher um, yeah I have it higher I was just say that and I'm not lying this time I definitely have it higher um, for all the reasons you said and more so I'll take this as a win based on where Ben ranks it but I have it higher. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, I have it lower, so there. <laughs> Dead to me, you hear it? <laughs> Just die! I hope I die in my sleep so you'll live with that for the rest of your life. Oh, you well, had a perfect opportunity this there first. to say... <laughs> edit this first, upload it. Dead. Don't be rude and die on us. <laughs> and edit your bit out while you're at it. Sure. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Well, am I? I don't know. <laughs> uh, is it me? Number eight, um, appropriately enough, and maybe Colin will get mad at me, um, but it's kind of the battle of the Bassies at this point. Mm. So no, number eight is Goldfinger, um, which I put it higher than Ben, so that's a win. <laughs> Colin's got it number one or something. That's but. what we keep telling ourselves to make ourselves feel better every time we <laughs> do it. Put it higher than Ben. Um... <laughs> But I do agree that it's not a top five one. Um, it's up there for how iconic it is, and it is a great it bond. It's mysterious. It's catchy. It's the most notable of all the Bond themes, I would say. And it really kicked off what Bond themes are. Um, and I do think they overuse it in the film a lot. I think that needs to be toned down a bit. Um, but the actual song itself, definitely top ten. But for me, it's not a top five. It's a great song. Um, and it's not one I listen to as much on a shuffle. Not that I dislike it. It's just, it's one that I enjoy watching when I watch the film, listening when I watch the film, and I'll occasionally listen to it. But it's not like, oh, yes, I get to listen to Gold. That's not the takeaway. Um, yeah, I put it up at 11th. So there you go. You don't have to keep reminding everybody how dumb you are. You can just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> kind of do. Just it's just how it rolls. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I am gonna have this higher, but 
I think that it needs to be given credit for the fact that this is the most famous Bond theme of all time, despite the fact that this style of music hasn't been in for a long time. And you have had, there are probably people who are under the age of 18 to this day who know Goldfinger better than they know, you know, my name or another way to die, or maybe even Skyfall. Uh, This is such an iconic song. Uh, I agree with some of what you said. I think it deserves a little bit more credit than this. I think it just for the vocals alone, but uh, yeah, thanks uh, Noah for actually having it in your top 10. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, seven. This uh, is the end for Adele. Um, I love this song. I mean, look, you, you, this is just a modern classic. And, I mean, I think Colin pointed out that when this was released, many people straight away were saying this is the greatest James Bond song of all time. And I would not disagree with an argument if I heard a good enough one for it being the greatest James Bond song of all time. And I fucking hate Adele. So I really wish I could sing this song because this, to me, would be like the ultimate power trip of, hey, I'm a fucking good singer because I can nail Skyfall. Um, but there's just, I mean, this song just still to this day gives me goosebumps when I listen to it. There's just something about it that's so good. And it's kind of like the film. Like, you just watch it and you're like, hey, this is such a good film. But you know whatever uh and like in an era of james bond films that aren't really james bond films uh this nails it as a james bond song and easily could have this higher but i've got six songs that i think are better than this so uh number seven skyfall uh yeah i mean we're, we're saying good things about the songs at this point so it almost feels wrong to criticize anybody uh i almost want to criticize you just because you're ben but <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, this is a really high ranking. Uh, there's only a few songs that haven't come up for any of us yet. So all of the ones that are being introduced for the first time like this are going to end up high in the average rankings. And this is a perfect song as far as I'm concerned. And the Bond series needed it. As, as much as I do love You Know My Name now, and even some of the Pierce Brosnan songs, I mean, it had been a long time since there was a song where people would say, like, this is an iconic song. And another 50 years from now, people are going to look back and Skyfall will always still be at the top of the best Bond themes. Uh, yeah, the fact that it's in everyone's top seven probably says something. So um, no matter where it ends for everyone, I think we're all in agreement that this is a great one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. let's take another one off the board. Uh, and again, this one might be switched around a little bit when we can revise at the end because it's still really hard i i said before when we when it was put up by ben and noah it's it's a hard one to uh judge just because there wasn't really a proper theme song for honor majesty's secret service so i mean this is an amazing piece of music here is it what you expect of a bond theme maybe not and that's why i might knock it down a little bit later on but I can listen to this as much as any of these songs, despite the fact it has no vocals, because the music is just that good. And I do believe that there could have been a good version of this. And they were just a little bit hung up at the time on having the lyrics actually mention the title. And that's probably the only reason why we didn't have a proper Honor Majesty Secret Service theme song. Uh, this were done now. It would have been called like uh, uh, Another Way to Widow or something like that. I don't know. But... <laughs> I'll put it up in number seven on Her Majesty's Secret Service. E&D on your heart. Yeah. I don't think it should be a top five one, but it is an amazing piece of music, and it's hard to rank it. 
But top ten, I think, is a good one for Onomatopoeia City. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. Um, number... Th- oh, I'm tossing up. I don't actually Ew. know which one I'm going to put <laughs> up. Um, I don't want to know. Were you listening I- to All Time High again or <laughs> Die Another Day? <laughs> I'm going to go with this one, but I may regret it because I think it could be number six as well. Um, so... I'm, turns out I'm maybe not putting it too much higher than Colin, uh, but I do think it's better than Goldfinger. Um, Diamonds Are Forever. It's not as iconic, but it is an amazing song. It's one I will listen to uh, a lot more than Goldfinger and a bunch of these other ones. Um, it fits Bond. Maybe it doesn't fit the film so much, but it definitely fits Bond. It's got that um, haunting vocals. The lyrics are great. Um everything about it. I don't think it drags on or anything like that. Um, I love the bass in it, that bum, 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 diamonds are forever. Um, and the intro is great. And I can't believe Ben said that he would rather listen to Kanye sing this song. <laughs> I really wish I had a gun to shoot myself when he said that. Um, so do I. So it, it's despicable that he put it so low. <laughs> and if this was in my top five, I wouldn't... Like, I could change it and have it in my top five and I would not be upset about it. I'm still maybe regretting not having it at number six because I'm a huge advocate for Diamonds Are Forever. Everybody, Better than Goldman. Everybody downloads Diamonds Are From Sierra Leone or whatever the fuck his version is called because it's good. <laughs> That's what it's called. Something. I just want to point yeah. out to all of the James Bond fans out there that Ben is defending Kanye West over Shirley Bassey. How do you feel about hey, that? Hey, hey, I may be a middle-aged gay man, but I'm an edgy middle-aged gay man. I like to mix things up a little bit with a bit of gangster rap. Uh, he performed it on one of the Kardashian shows. That's how he Oh, don't about bring it. them into it. We have credibility. <laughs> do we? Do we? <laughs> we did at one point, and then somebody messed it all up. It's in the K-word. We had credibility in episode two. Um, did you have anything yeah, to add, I'll, Colin? Or? I don't know. Do you have anything to add on this, Ben? No, I just said download Kanye West version, so... <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll just bring some common sense and say don't listen to this version. Noah's right. I know what song I'm we're closing with. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we're not closing with Diamonds Are From Sierra Leone. Well, that's what you uh, think. I, I think we've all done rankings before, and there have been times where I put this in my top five. So take it for what it is. I mean, these rankings could all be completely different if we did this one year from now and didn't have a chance to look at our list. Uh, This is just as worthy of being a top five song of the any ones I still have coming. So, yeah, uh, let's let's hope revising maybe can bump it up a little bit higher than the living daylights now. I love how we're talking about this revision. Like, I'm not touching any of mine, so you two can have fun. You're Is there gonna... a revision? <laughs> You're going to stuff my list up at the end. I've I missed that. Got an order here, Colin. Uh... I didn't know we could revise. <laughs> Just think, if we did this like the Survivor Oz <laughs> rankings with the contestants and we had veto power, you do realise that none of my top, like, six would have made it as far as <laughs> have. <laughs> I would have been outnumbered, so... Um... You would have got catered. All right, I would have hung up. Um, number six... Um, is Diamond, he Diamond, going Diamond, to get Diamond. rid of it? No, he's not. 
Um, oh, I hate you. When you think of iconic James Bond songs, this is easily top three of you what don't? everybody always thinks. This is always in everybody's top three of greatest James Bond songs, and I've got nothing bad to say about it. I just like five songs better than this one. Um, oh. Look, live and let die. I'm just going to put it out there. It's. I mean, it's it's oh. it's it's <laughs> such a great song. It's fun. Man. The the music, the just everything about it. I mean, it's just got such long periods of uh, you know no singing or anything about it, which is so iconic. And we talk about cover versions. You can bag me up for Kanye West. I don't think any of you are going to bag me up saying the Guns N' Roses version is also very very good. Um, but I mean, Paul McCartney, Wings, you know, just own this song. And I again easily could put this at number one, two, three, four, or five. Um, and do it. I would agree with any argument again that this could be the greatest James Bond song of all time. I'm not going to disagree with people, but again, I've got five songs that I think are better than this. So, uh, live and let die. Number six. I'm really trying not to think about your top five that's still to come. Um, <laughs> it might be better if we got a heads up just so we're not freaking out and screaming at you. But, but... we don't have part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. Let's, let's... I'm not going to say anything because everything that needs to be said about Live and Let Die will be said when we hit the top five. It's number That's all I'm six. Say. I haven't got it at like 12 or something, folks. I mean, come it's on. It's what you have higher decent. than it. It's an embarrassment. It's not the fact that it's six. It's the fact that Die Another Day is higher than Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. That's all <laughs> I've got to say. Shame on you. All right. How much higher? Um, just missing out on my top five and uh, higher than uh, either of you had it. I said before, if anybody else sang this song, I don't think it would be this high. And uh, if the alternate version was used, Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it, I don't think it would have been in my top ten, even though I think that's a great song as well. Uh, it's just Tom Jones makes this song way better than it should be. And I'll take Tom Jones' vocals over the vocals of Chris Cornell or Lulu or uh, uh, <laughs> Simon LeBon, Duran Duran, Rita Coolidge, whoever, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Uh, Tom Jones is hands down the greatest vocalist to ever sing a James Bond song. And if he had the chance to sing Goldfinger or Live and Let Die, that would probably be my top one. That's how much I love what Tom Jones did with this song. Thunderball number six. Uh, yeah, I definitely would never have it this high, but there's also more embarrassing things you could have this high. Um, <laughs> so, Which we'll hear about from the next man. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for more embarrassing things. You Welcome could have Cable this Brandon to um, 007. <laughs> oh, Moonraker. Um, oh, Noah. So, yeah, I wouldn't have it this high, but I can't fault you too much because it is iconic. Big call saying best uh, vocalist to sing James Bond song, but I can't disagree with that because who's higher? Uh, maybe a couple, but that's Madonna, a good, of it's a good it's a good call, Mister Hilding. Well done. Um, my respect for you yep. is growing again. Um, but <laughs> I wish I could say the same. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> um, yeah, he always walks while others, runs while others walk. So <laughs> yes. Alright, so for my number six, I'm tossing up between whether six should be five or not, but I'll just stick with the one I've got written down. Apparently there's this revision thing coming up, but um, I'm going to say 
for the, a 50th anniversary, this was the best option they could possibly have because it was a callback to the classic Bond female singers, strong chorus, um, and it's catchy. It fits with the film maybe better than any other one. Any of the other 23 films, I think this one fits with this so well. Um, so I cannot really say anything bad about Skyfall. I'm not particularly a huge fan of Adele, but she definitely delivers with this song. Um, the lyrics, I, I've heard people criticise them, but I think the lyrics are great in terms of the film. There's kind of clues in there of what's, what's to come in the film. It fits with the title sequence. It fits with the main film. Yeah, only good things to say about Skyfall. This was this was a good executive decision for the 50th anniversary compared to my 23 writings on the wall, which was a bad executive decision for the return of Spectre. So Skyfall is really great and worthy of the top 10. Agree completely. Agree completely and then some. All right. Cool. Top five, baby. Uh, let's just quickly go over... Top five, baby! Let's just quickly go over the uh, ten. Uh, so, ten down to six. Uh, I had License Kill, Living Daylights, World Is Not Enough, Skyfall, and Live and Let Die. And now, please... Oh, well, I was going to think Colin or you two wrong. wanted to go over yours or not, or not really, or... All right. Ten, for your eyes only. <laughs> Nine, you know my name. Eight, Diamonds Are Forever. Seven, Our Majesty Secret Service. Six, Thunderball. Ten on a magic secret service. Nine the living daylights. Eight Goldfinger. Seven diamonds are forever. Six skyfall. Five not dying another day. Well, on that topic, number five die Please. another day. Now yes. look, gotta at least give it some cred here and defend it. So you two can shut up. Uh, um, it's just like the film. The film is just fun, and it's it's just. It fits the film so well because, I mean, we talked about You Only Live Twice having, like, this song that you could have something a bit crazy. Moonraker, it's crazy. It should have a crazy song. This is perfect. And whether you laugh at me or not, oh, it fits the time of the music. Like, go out and try to have sort of an electro version of a song. Oh, no, we didn't have a punk version of a James Bond song. Oh, no, we didn't have this. Well, then that was their stupidity for not doing it at the time. They could have done it, but they didn't do it. So... Um, and I think the fact that Madonna got to do a James Bond song is awesome. Yes, I am a huge fan of Madonna. I'm not going to deny it. But even if this song was sung by somebody else besides Madonna, if this was done by any other sort of artist similar, I would still love this song. I can listen to this song just outside of James Bond music and still take it as a great song. It's catchy. It's upbeat. It's fun. The lyrics are crazy, just like the song, just like the movie. And the film <laughs> clip is the second most expensive film film clip in the history of film clips i think we talked about that before funnily enough um and fuck you noah grows madonna Did deserved we? to have a cameo in the movie you wouldn't give a shit if it wasn't madonna for some other random person you wouldn't even say anything else about it so die another day i know fifth greatest james bond song of all time it is fun get over the hate for it and listen to it now just like i'm gonna play it right now thank you Okay, I'm going to shock a few people here, but just bear with me. Don't tune out right away. I agree with Ben. Hang on, stop, stop, stop. Ben? Let's hear that that again. I agree with Ben. 
That again. I agree with Ben. Oh, that again. I agree with Ben. Oh. Sorry, I, just, I love hearing it. Sorry. You both can okay. drop die, Dan. Hold on, hold on. Part two. Ben's right. <laughs> no, stop <laughs> it. Let's see that. Let's see that again. Ben's right. Part one, I agree with Ben. Part two, Ben is right. What's happened to you? Okay. This Part song... three, I love Ben. Part four, marry Ben. Unlike Ben. Part five, Madonna, ben. sing at our wedding. I'm a member of the Middle Age Gay song... Club. <laughs> this song fits the film perfectly. They're both trash and deserve to be at the bottom of the list. That is all. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if this even dignifies a response. Um... <sighs> The fact that I'm taking it as a win because you didn't put it number one is not the way it should be. Um, and you say it's fun. This song takes itself seriously. And yeah. it doesn't... It's not fun at all. She's taking this song seriously. And rather than going for a goofy song, it's the complete opposite. Um, like a virgin is fun. This not. <laughs> and the lyrics are not... Even if it was being fun, the lyrics are not fun. Sigmund Freud and oh, that is oh, that is totally like in the next room or this very one comes right before he kills Sigmund Freud. Analyze. Oh, I'm going to avoid the cliche. Oh, that is so fun. <laughs> That's the funnest song. I'm going to wake oh. up. Yes or no? Oh, this oh. song is so fun. Um, I'm gonna break the cycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a fun song! Um, <laughs> I feel so embarrassed to be a part of a show that's gonna have on the web page the list of songs and averages, and Die Another Day is gonna be. If we do have a revision, I'm changing mine to have Die Another Day last. <laughs> This, this we have two votes a... for revision. And maybe I'll bump it up more to counterbalance. <laughs> <laughs> you are so, um, yeah, it makes me feel literally sick, sick to my stomach. It brings back bad flashbacks of chemicals and uh, unable to... It's just... I, I really want to cry right now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I, there's a tear coming out of my eye. Uh, Drop dead! <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't happen on Spectre, etc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't um... you just make it good, man! <laughs> All the other podcasts are respected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's just wash ourselves clean of that now. It's over. It's done with. Let's forget it happened. Um, number five. Uh, Noah, you said that this wasn't necessarily a top five song. And I, I would put this a top five more because of how iconic it is, how influential it is, and not necessarily for the sound, even though I can listen to this song over and over and over again, never get sick of it. Uh, this is the highest it's going to be, and I worry that some people out there are going to get upset just because Goldfinger isn't automatically number one, but 
we are ranking the songs overall, and we're not ranking. I don't just think the... that's what people are getting upset <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna look at this and be, "Come on!" I mean, I can understand Madonna in the top five, but Goldfinger that needed to be higher. Come on. Uh, no, but I mean, like, I think it deserves extra credit for being the one that really started the Bond sound. But at the same time, I think the four songs after this are better, in my opinion, as overall songs. So I'll put it at five. Yeah, it's not the worst uh, punch in the gut to have a fifth. I just wouldn't have it that high. Um, there's been worse fifth fifth place options before. Um, but, yeah, it's iconic. So having it in the top five, if it did end up there in an average, is not the worst thing in the world. It's just I think people do put it high on a pedestal because of that. But it's definitely a top ten. It's 11th. <laughs> From the man who just brought Madonna to the top five. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, uh, number five. So we've gone from having the worst song ever in the history of the world to having the most iconic one. And then I'm going to strike out another pretty iconic one now. Um, I thought it was a mockery where Colin put it. Um, I don't ever listened to Duran Duran and I do think this song is cheesy 80s uh, and there are some kind of cringy parts of the song um, but it's just so iconic and it fits even though it moves away from the formula it fits with Bond so well it's got that espionage film uh, espionage feel and it's uh, catchy as hell it fits the film and um, Everything works when it comes to a beautiful kill. I don't really have too many negative things at all to say. Uh, maybe I could put it a bit lower. Like if I had it eight, that would be fine. I don't think I have a top three. It could maybe go as high as four. But a beautiful kill is classic James Bond theme. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'll be talking about it soon. <laughs> Uh, I already said this kind of moves up for me every time I watch the movie and hear it. Uh, a year from now two years from now this may make my top 10 maybe even higher but as for now i'm still comfortable putting it at 12 just because I, I think this is the one that i view as being maybe just a little bit overrated not a lot overrated but a little bit overrated but still a great song um speaking of a view to a kill number four a view to a kill um i <laughs> i fucking love this song i could easily have this at number one and i honestly debated having this in my like top two um there's just so much to love about this song. Duran Duran, it was such a genius choice to get them. You know, the biggest band in the world at the time, and they got them, and they nailed it. And the the instrumental, the music is just, like Noah, you said, espionage and it's just, it's so bondy, and it's amazing. And we had three fairly horrible songs that we just needed something so good to come off it. And this was iconic. I mean, it was the first James Bond song to go to number one in the US, and I believe the only James Bond song to go to number one in the US. How this didn't win an Oscar and fucking writings on the wall did. Who knows? But, like, it's just, it's brilliant. It's, I mean, again, I can listen to this outside of listening to James Bond music and, um, you know, say what you will about Duran Duran, but they hold a piece of music history because they were that big in the 80s, but... This just was the perfect time for them to do a James Bond song. It's almost a perfect James Bond song. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to win an Oscar. Not that the one... That I just brought up here what did win the Oscar that year, and it was Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie from White Knight. Of course um, it was. But 
1985, the year of the power of love from Back to the Future. That is a more worthy song. But again, uh, we're just going to keep repeating ourselves. It's a good song, maybe a bit overrated for me, but Power of Love, if that was the theme to A View to a Kill, number one was, Bond theme. Was A View to a Kill at least nominated? No. Oh. Guy <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Day was yeah, nominated I for a Golden it. Globe. And yeah, the Golden Globes are relevant. <laughs> just um, like Lionel Richie. Yeah, Richard. I had it. You had it at four. That's cool. And don't bag on Lionel. He's a classic. Hello. Yes. Is it me you're <laughs> looking for? That should be a Bond thing. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bond. Dancing on Is the ceiling. Sorry. All right. Moving on. All night long. <laughs> All night. Have a meeting. All thing. night long. Can we do a rank the Lionel Richie songs? That would that would actually be a really cool episode. <laughs> actually, you know, what's that Ebony and Ivory one? No. Ebony and uh, did he do that? No, that wasn't him. That was Stevie Wonder, wasn't it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Ebony and Ivory. We're all Googling it right now. It was Stevie Wonder and yeah, Paul, McCartney. Paul McCartney. There we go. All right. Can we just keep, can we just keep doing more Lionel Richie songs? Like <laughs> once, twice, three times, times a lady. lady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing all the Lionel Richie songs like <laughs> Ebony one. and Ivory. I'm going to start the campaign. Lionel Richie for James Bond. Stuff Idris Elba. Yeah. Lionel Richie for <laughs> Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Hey, there's a picture of Guy uh, Guy Sebastian and Lionel Richie together on his Wikipedia page. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks for bringing Guy Sebastian into it. Are we going to do battle scars while we're on here too? <laughs> I'm, I'm just impressed with the fact that Colin knows who Guy Sebastian is. All right. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Guy Sebastian, uh, download Eurovision coming soon to your speakers. <laughs> Let's go with number four. And I know what Ben's going to say, but I ranked it at number six. How come I'm an idiot and Colin isn't? It's because the songs coming up above it are great songs and yours aren't. Uh, Live and Let Die, number four. This is one of the four perfect Bond themes for me. Uh, These last four are the greatest of all time and nothing comes close to touching them, not even Goldfinger. The song is so different, and at the time it came out, I gotta imagine people were hearing it and thinking this does not sound like a Bond theme, but now it does, and this was the first song to really change the Bond sound. Now, I think really the only other time that ever happened was with Nobody Does It Better. So we we have three songs in the history of the Bond series that really changed how the music was made, and this is one of them, and it's an amazing song no matter who's covering it. Um you know, I don't know. If Lionel Richie did this, I think it would be amazing. Uh, would be. Maybe we'll have to see if he's ever covered it. I want Lionel Richie covering this now. If, you, if Lionel Richie covers live this, we will die. give you a shout-out on Double Odd 7. Live and let die. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Live and Let Die, number four. Just missing out on my top three. Uh, but uh, come on, it's Live and Let Die. Nobody's going to say anything bad about this song ever. Except for Ben. Except for um, Ben, number six. <laughs> uh, well, did you have it at six? That's not too bad. <laughs> Except for what's number five. 
Yeah, that's what's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have it higher than four, and I think perfect sums up pretty well. But the fact that we've got it sixth, fourth, and insert higher number than four um, is a pretty good indication on what we think about Live and Let Die. It is amazing. Yeah, agree with everything you said. Both of you. And change your right. ranking. It's higher. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. I can't believe that Ben got rid of this like 20 spots ago or whatever it was. Golden Eye. Um, oh. It's really... I would put this up as perfect as well, along with Live and Let Die. I don't think, can't think of any faults. It fits the film. It fits the espionage style. It's Bondian. I enjoy it. It's catchy. It's sung well. It fits the kind of post-Cold War kind of Cold War vibes they're going for. The lyrics make sense, and uh, some of them are quite funny. Uh, Pedo Tina watching from the window or whatever. Pedo Bono, he um, wrote it. Yeah, I always knew he was a bit shifty on Bono. <laughs> so he wears those um, glasses. Yeah, what are you hiding behind those glasses, Bono? Stop saving the world. (laughs) Who is he? What band was he in? Oh, you too. What's he hiding? (laughs) He's definitely not up saving the world. Not those glasses. Um, Bono would be a good Bond villain. He he should have played Alec. That would have been good. No. But uh, no. Africa, James. I think you mean uh, Trevelyan. Alec was uh, the actor. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Sean Bean was the actor. Shut up, Ben! <laughs> Alec Bean? <laughs> you mean Trevelyan, Alec was the actor. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. <laughs> I loved Alec in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Why does Alec die in all those films? Everybody go YouTube the 25 deaths of Alec Trevelyan. You know the stupid thing is... Alec Bean's character in The Lord of the Rings was amazing. I have the power to edit my stupid bits out, but I leave them in, so... No! no. (laughs) There's too many to edit. You don't have that kind of time. You mean Trevelyan, Alec. That's that's the best song. <laughs> just so you thought his name was just Trevally and he didn't have any other name that was just a one name like Madonna he, well, he, he briefly went by the artist formerly known as Trevally changed it into an unre- unpronounceable symbol um, and now he's like Ian um, but yeah Golden is perfect. Yes, it is Alec and Trevelyan. Um, I'll watch you from the shadows of the child. This fits Bond so well. I can't believe you had it in the teens. Um, we'll just uh, like Tina Turner did. Well, I don't know. Um, our one listener, Catherine, Turner. said that this would be number one. So You'll never recover from uh, the Alec line, Ben. <laughs> that's if you heard it. Um, but, yeah... Cool. You said what you said. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, 
You notice how when we keep bringing up great songs that Ben trashed too early, he just has nothing to say in defense anymore. Because I get confused with their names. Yeah. <laughs> this one was done by Sheena Weston. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? GoldenEye, you know, it's weird because this is such a amazing song, and I've never really heard anybody say anything bad about it except for Ben, but... I don't often see this listed as one of the great Bond themes of all time, and it should be. Um, everything you said was right, Noah. I think the interesting about this is that, you know, Bono and Edge did write this, and I think the idea was that they were going to do it and they just didn't have time. I don't think that this song works without Tina Turner, and I'm not really going to put Tina Turner on a shuffle. I mean, she's no Lionel Richie, but <laughs> if Tina Turner, it's like Thunderball. If Tina Turner doesn't sing this song, the song is not as good as it is. I think the difference is this song does stand better on its own than Thunderball does. Uh, anybody could sing this song, and it is amazing, uh, but uh, it's still to come on mine, so I'll reserve a little bit of my uh, judgment for later. The Bono version on YouTube is shit if you haven't heard it. It's better than Die Another Day. It's because he's spying on children while he's yeah. trying to see. He's shifty glasses. He had a tape recorder in the bushes. The Bono's shifty glasses. <laughs> Texting Rolf Harris. Any tips? <laughs> That's going to be his new album, Bono's shifty glasses. Bono featuring Rolf Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Kangaroo Dance Ball. That, what was that Sheena Easton line? Uh, stop playing with him, <laughs> Sheena. Um, <laughs> Track one. They said yes. They said yes, yes, yes. They said yes. That was my role. For <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, we're going whoa, in a whoa, direction whoa, whoa, here whoa, whoa, that whoa. is not right. Um, <laughs> number three. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who brought up the corpse of Celine Dion. <laughs> you know it's bad oh, when Ben like Waterworth that. says, don't go there. Uh... <laughs> Morality tips from Ben Waterworth. I do like the idea of Rolf Harris singing a song called They Said Yes. <laughs> you should sing They Said Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um... Hmm, okay. Featuring uh, Bono's shifty <laughs> glasses. Oh, I apologise, it's late. Oh, God. Um, okay, I've literally just changed this. This was my number two. Um, and this actually, uh, you know, for a very long time was my number one. Um, okay. I I love this song. Uh, you two, you talk about me putting songs way too low. 19th and 15th, go fuck yourselves. This is a brilliant song. Oh, oh. It's not boring. This is a even bigger throwback to classic Bond than The World Is Not Enough. And I just never get sick of this song. You say I don't listen to it enough. I listen to this song so many times. And I just there's just something about this song that I connect with. I just love it so much. Um, and Cheryl Crow is just a interesting choice for a Bond singer, but hey, I think it worked. And Tomorrow Never Dies could have been number one, was number two until about five minutes ago, but it's now number three. <laughs> Noah, your turn. I think Jamie just had the baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, I'll take it as a win that it went from one to two to three. Um, but third best Bond theme of all time. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm. I think this is a huge victory for this song, but it is amazing this will be the first time this song gets brought up. And I have a feeling when we do the averages, this could turn out to be number one, or I guess it's almost guaranteed. But uh, this is the other song that changed the Bond sound forever. And we talked about, oh, this was just an imitation. This was just an imitation. Uh, This song is amazing. And at the time, just like with, uh, you know, some of the other ones we've discussed, if this came out like Live and Let Die or You Know My Name, people would not be saying this sounds like a Bond theme, but it changed what Bond themes are. And, uh, you know, we could have put the nobody does it better. <laughs> we could have that version. It would still be a top three one. So starting out my top three, I'm putting nobody does it better. Spy who loved me. Uh, yeah crazy that it hasn't even been brought up yet but that explains wow that's pretty evident um i don't have a third um but i do think it is amazing and it is just classic bond and i'll save my opinions for it but i it probably will be number one in the average i'll save mine too but all i want to say is clang clang a lang a lang a lang a lang a lang 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 Nobody right. does it better. <laughs> Bit of bush. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, oh, now I want to watch that. Um, <laughs> These Russian shits with yellow piping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, James Bond's going to die. Just, just, just stop um, it. <laughs> with a lady. Michael. <laughs> Talking about right, his car. <laughs> All right, my number three. Uh, I think no one going in listening to this expected this would average so high. Um, it's You Know My Name, and I wasn't even no. sure how I would put it this high. When I was, wow. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, it's What's making funny? the best of. Oh, God, it's so late. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> What's funny? Noah? <laughs> Yeah, I've lost the plot. You know my name, <laughs> Colin. Oh, oh, uh. man! How can you have the same joke flop twice in the same episode? <laughs> You're beating a double take pigeon at this point. Man. You're beating a horsey. Uh, I was. I was thinking, oh, have I said the wrong name of the song? <laughs> um, Dad jokes my yeah, bed. You know my name. Noah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't think I even thought I would put it this far up. Um, but it is so bondy and the horns make it, yes. But you can't discredit that because the horns are there. Uh, the lyrics are great. It's such a great one for the reboot. It's pretty for the Daniel Craig era, yet it's still Bondian. It's catchy. Um, not, I don't really know any other Chris Cordell songs, but I think he does a great job. 
his voice is no, is no Tom Jones, but it suits the song. It fits with the title sequence. You know my name. Noah. Most underrated all the Bond theme. <laughs> um, I agree with you, Colin. <laughs> well, you said underrated, and I agree with that. I think, though, putting it this high, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it's made it this far for uh, for you and maybe somebody else. I don't know, but yeah, like I had it at number nine, and I thought I was being you know pretty fair to it. Uh, I don't think this is a top five song, but I do think it's a great Bond theme, and I think it's one of the if you look at the last twenty years of Bond, you know everything post Goldeneye. There's really this and Skyfall, and that's pretty much it. Um, well, uh, speaking of that song. Um, yeah, this was my number three until a few moments ago, and I've switched it. So this is spoiling what, like, my number one is, unless you haven't really been paying attention to me, which I know you haven't. Uh, number two, you know my name. Um, <laughs> nobody did the joke. Okay. Um, ben, I, Ben, Ben! <laughs> this song ben. is just epic. I mean, it's just, it's, oh, like, I can't say enough good things about this song. I'm so glad that Noah has it as high as he does, and I'm still surprised that Colin had it in the top ten. But it's just, like, this works as an instrumental. It works as a, as a song with lyrics, and it's just, it's perfect. And I'm not, a, you know, huge on the Daniel Craig era, but just this song and the reboot, it just works, and it's kind of like, this makes you feel like it's a James... It's like, you know my name. I fucking do. It's James Bond. Um, and... I mean, again, I'm kind of like Noah, like Chris Cornell. I don't really know too much of him and Soundgarden and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, just this song just gets better and better and better, and it's just so good to pump out loud and listen to, and, you know, it works so well with the title sequence. And this, I think, is going to always go down as one of the greatest James Bond songs of all time. And, I mean, it's only 10 years old, but... You know, I've got it at number two. So, yep, you know my name, Chris Cornell, fucking awesome. And I'm glad that it's going to average very, very high on our list. Uh, I think at the time it came out, if you were to tell people, yeah, we got the singer from Soundgarden and the singer from Audio Slave doing a James Bond theme, people would say that's weird. But anybody who heard his voice would know that this is the type of voice you want for a Bond theme. And the vocals really are where it's at for this song. I will say the very first time I heard this song, it was without the horns. And the song does not work at all without it, which is why I think it takes some points uh, off for me. But, uh, yeah, fantastic song, and I, I don't think any of us expect it to be this high on any of our lists. Yeah, one of the few that I do agree with Ben on. Um, we had it pretty similar. I'm glad it made it's going to make it so high, and hopefully it earns a bit more recognition for it, because I think it's great. As Colin types his answer out for the next one. Oh, I was in the middle of typing. I didn't want to stop. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's what you said to Jamie. Well, and that's why she's pregnant. Talk, we're on a podcast, but <laughs> I was typing, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my number two. And this one surprised even me because I always looked at this. I don't know if I sat down to do a rankings of anything in a long time for Bond, but I would always consider this maybe a top five song. And as I was going through the list, I just could not get over how great this song is. And it's a song that's just gotten better for me in the last couple of years for some reason. And uh, I, I just, I love this song. And I don't think that I was ever that crazy about it when the movies were originally out, uh, when I was growing up watching these. 
but the more I hear it, the better it is. And it is, in in some ways, it is the ultimate throwback to a Shirley Bassey song. But I think it tops all the Shirley Bassey songs. And we talked about how this was underrated. And uh, I think that if people really listen to it, this would probably rank higher, higher on a lot of people's lists. So I'm putting Goldeneye number two. And I wasn't thinking I would put it any higher than five. Uh, yeah, I put it number four, I think. Did I? Yeah, four. Yes. You put it two. I don't think I would have it that high up. Um, but... I'm still flabbergasted as to where Ben put it. It's definitely a top ten, if anything. Uh, it it's just sums up Bond so much. And, and where did fun. you put it again, Ben? Fifteenth. <laughs> top ten. That's all you want to say? Um, yeah, Catherine will be happy. Yes. One of us has common sense. Thank you. All right. Number two... Uh, I get emotional thinking about listening to this, just thinking about James Bond, because it perfectly sums up James Bond. It is catchy, it is amazing, it fits the film maybe better than any of the other ones ever. I think I said that already in this episode. Um, Everything, this is perfect, there's nothing bad. It works with the title sequence maybe better than any of the other ones. Um, There is just, I can't really think of any criticism of this song at all this is james bond theme and it trumps the more iconic goldfinger even though this is still very iconic so nobody does it better well one person does but number two um clang clang clang, clang. (laughs) yeah uh nobody does it better than second best um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the new title for Noah's ranking. Maybe you're not but the best. We all second. have at least one more to go, but let's be honest. We already know this is number one on our average, uh, unless I'm that bad at math. And I'm fine with that being number one. Well, it's interesting, actually, now um, I know what all the number ones are going to be, and I guess if you're playing along at home, you would too. Uh, but we'll quickly go over our list one more time to where we're up to. Uh, so... Uh, 23, all-time high. 22, Moonraker. 21, Another Way to Die. 20, You Only Live Twice. 19, From Russia With Love. 18, The Writings on the Wall. 17, Diamonds Are Forever. 16, For Your Eyes Only. 15, GoldenEye. 14, The Man with the Golden Gun. 13, Thunderball. 12, Automatic Secret Service Team. 11, Goldfinger. 10, License to Kill. 9, Living Daylights. 8, The World Is Not Enough. 7, Skyfall. 6, Live and Let Die. 5th, Die Another Day. 4th, The View to a Kill. 3rd, Tomorrow Never Dies. 2nd, You Know My Name. And you want to unveil your number one? Uh, aren't you two going to go over yours? Oh, all right, okay, never mind. Oh, we'll do it before we even give up. Um, yeah, like, when I sat down and did this list, I knew this was going to be top three. I didn't realise I would have it so high, and kind of what you were saying, Colin, like, you looked at your list and realised how great of a song this is. Uh, this is the perfect James Bond song. There is nothing wrong with this song at all. This song is just amazing. It gives me chills thinking about this song, just how good it is and how it starts. And it's like, starts off, you know, ding, 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 and then just goes into the lyrics. 
and it's just it's just perfect. It's so good. Nobody does it better. They don't because this song is just amazing, and it it makes me think of so many things to do with James Bond. I mean, Spy Love Me is such a great film. I agree with Noah. It works perfectly with the titles. Uh, there was a great tribute video they did to Desmond Llewellyn on the World Is Not Enough DVD where they use this, and it always gets me a bit sad thinking about dear old Desmond. Um, and just oh, it's so good. Number one, greatest James Bond song of all time. Nobody does it better, and they don't, because, baby, it is the best. Well, I think we're all in agreement on that. I'm just going to say what a shame it is that our average rankings are going to agree with Ben on his number one and his number 23. So the best and worst, according to Ben, is uh, the general consensus here, and that's a sad thing. So even if I drop dead, nobody does it better. I get the overall say on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, baby. <sighs> Uh, I'm completely fine with this being number one on the average, and I'm just thankful that it wasn't Die Another Day that was put up here. Alright, so, wrapping up my list here, just going through it. Number 23, Die Another Day, 22, All Time High, 21, Writings on the Wall, 20, License to Kill, 19, Moonraker, 18, The Living Daylights, 17, Another Way to Die, 16, You Only Live Twice, 15, Tomorrow Never Dies, 14, The From Russia With Love, 13, The World Is Not Enough, 12 of you to a kill, 11 the man with the golden gun, 10 for your eyes only, 9 you know my name, 8 diamonds are forever, 7 on Majesty's Secret Service, 6 Thunderball, 5 Goldfinger, 4 live and let die, 3 nobody does it better, 2 golden eye, and a drum roll. in a pear tree. Oh, okay, let me try that again. Oh, sorry. Uh, drum roll. Okay, uh, forget it, drum roll. <laughs> oh, it's a fart sound, ha. <laughs> huh? Alright, that's our drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. When one sound effect won't switch. Is that a baby? <laughs> yes, the baby's here. Come on, the father. <laughs> Number one, I said it uh, when I first saw this movie. Uh, I said it when we recapped this episode. I wasn't sure even a month or two ago when we talked about this whether it still would be my number one. But just a bit of background when. This movie came out a couple of years ago. It was the first time, I think, ever since the Tomorrow Never Dies, well, pretty much as long as I've been watching Bond movies, the first time I didn't hear the theme song before I went into the movie. I wanted to be surprised by it, and I didn't expect to like it, knowing, okay, Adele's doing it, that's going to be exciting. Maybe it'll sound kind of a classic Bond. I thought we'd get a Tomorrow Never Dies or World's Not Enough. And by the time the credits are over, I immediately turn to my friend. I'm like, I think that's the greatest James Bond theme I've ever heard. And I still hold to that opinion uh, four years later now. Number one for me, Skyfall, the greatest James Bond theme of all time. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have it as the greatest, that's for sure. Um, but we all had it in the top ten, so I think that probably says something. So a bit too high for me, but it's not the worst thing ever because it is a great Bond theme. As I said before, I'd be happy to hear an argument of why it's the best. Uh, don't really think Colin sold it for me, but I still am fine with it. You know, I mean, I maybe didn't expect anyone to put it at number one, but hey, someone did, so cool. All right, uh, on to my number one, but just to recap. Number 23, How Do I Live, Writing on the Wall. 22, Sigmund Freud, Analyze, Die Another Day. 21, Kirk Mountain, Houghton's uh, All-Time High. Number 20, pip-pip-pip-pip-pip-pip-pip uh, is Licensed to Kill. Number 19, Snooze Fest, Tomorrow Never Dies. Number 18, uh, From Russia With Love, 
Number 17, where are you, Moonraker? Number 16, uh, these boots are made for volcanoes. You only live twice. Number 15, Scream Fest, another way to die. Number 14, stop messing with his emotions, uh, Sheena, for your eyes only. Number 13, the world is not enough, but it's such a great place for Colin to have a child in. Um, uh, number 12, in the room or the next very one, the man with the golden gun. Number 11, uh, Thunderball. Number 10, instrumental on a Majesty's Secret Service. Number nine, the Swedes who can't speak English to live in daylight. Norwegian. Number eight. Are they? Uh, who cares? Norway eight, does. Goldfinger. Number seven, shame on you, bed. Diamonds are forever. Number six, Colin's favourite, Skyfall. Number five, uh, Dance into the Fire, Vigil Kill. Number four, you never know how I watched you from the shadows as a child, Goldeneye. Number three, you know my name. It's no. Noah, or Chris, or Colin, or Ben. Number two, nobody does it better. And, of course, number one, the best and most perfect of all the James Bond things, it's Live and Let Die. Cliche answer, maybe, but it's an amazing... It's easily my favourite of the actual songs, just listening to, even if they weren't themes. It's kick-ass, it's... A little bit different, but it's still Bondy and it still feels spy, espionage, and it's used better than any other song is used within the film because they use it for the boat chase scenes. They use it when the girls sing it in the bar. They use a different bit for the love scene. They use portions of the song throughout the film in the soundtrack and it just works so well. Live and Let Die is amazing and I believe that that should be the number one of all the James Bond. I'm happy with you putting it number one. I don't disagree with anything that you said. So, yeah. Um, I disagree only with one thing, and that's you said it works the best in the movie, but you said with Goldfinger that it was overused. I would argue that Live and Let Die is used way more in the movie than Goldfinger is. Um, but at the same time, I rank Live and Let Die a little bit higher than Goldfinger. So if, if it is overused, then I think it's slightly more acceptable. All right. Well, we all had different bottom ones and different top ones. We did. Yeah. Well, on that note, it's time to go to our average machine maker and play some thinking music. And seems as I'm not allowed to play it as a closing credits, let's see some Kanye as we work out this. Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. The rock is still alive every time I rhyme. Forever, ever, forever, ever, ever, ever. Uh, all right i can't think okay so can i just put a suggestion that we put ebony and ivory as the closing theme music <laughs> that's not by steve uh well it is by stevie one not by Lionel richie yeah i thought we we're gonna go for a lot of richie that, song at the end. they said yes they said yes can, by Rolf harris can, featuring bono's shifty can we blood. not do Lionel at the end instead of stevie and paul stuff stevie and paul oh you could do Lionel right. too i'm doing hello Hello, is it me you're looking for? All right, let's go over this. This is the average now of Double Oz Sorry, 7. we're just doing the post-production meeting. And let's hear a clip of each song as we go along, because that's what we can do. At number 23... We're an all-time high. We'll 
all-time shit fest of highness, because thank God that's the worst one. At number 22... How does he live? Sam Smith, the writings on the wall. 21... Where are you? You're on a moonraker. 20th. Yeah, at each other. 19. Yes, you only live twice because you found another way to die before, apparently. At 18. From Russia with love. Matt's still in Russia with love. Even though there was no singing. At 17. Analyze this. Thank God for these two being happy that at least made it to 17th on the list. Die another day. 16. License to kill. 15th. Is that what License to Kill sounds like? That was Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. 15. Uh, your eyes are being only. At 14. Incredibly underrated, but tomorrow will never die at 14. I'm glad it made it quite high there, actually. 13. This room or this never, whatever the fuck it is, he has a golden gun. 12. Everybody's favourite Scandinavians, the Living Daylights, aha. At 11. Not enough. Tenth. Diamonds are Sparkling my little diamonds are forever. Nine. So he strikes. Black thunderbolt. Balls are made of thunder. Thanks, Tom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at eight. Majesty's secret with no lyrics on the service. At seven. Gold finger. He's the man. The man with a mind. The fingers are gold. That's great. At six. Golden eye. I found his weakness. Golden eye. He'll do what I please. The eyes are gold. It's golden eye. Uh, fifth. Me The view is of one of to be killed. Falling out of the sky. Sorry, Colin. Adele only made it to four. So our top three at number three, taking the bronze. My name, Ben. Uh, 
at number two, we might not be hearing him at the end of the episode, but at least we can hear a bit of him now. Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder with Live and Let Die. Ebony and Ivory. (laughs) Let's actually hear Live and Let Die right now. Say live and let die. And at number one... Clang! Clang a lang a lang a lang a lang a lang Clang a lang a lang a lang a lang Nobody does it better And I'm a naked woman in silhouette with a gun Spinning round Makes me feel sad for the rest Nobody does it Oh, bit of nipple No, not that version Let's hear the proper version Nobody does it Nobody does it better. Um, congratulations to Nobody Does It Better, the greatest James Bond song of all time, according to the expert analysis on Double Odds 7, which includes myself. Um, I had a lot of fun <laughs> doing this episode, even though you two didn't, but um, whatever. Um, I guess, unless we've got any closing remarks, we can close this out. Does anybody have anything to add before we do our funny bits at the end, which nobody laughs at? Uh I think the list, the average one, wasn't too bad, except for a few notable yeah. ones. But overall, I think we did decent. Yeah. yeah. I'm still embarrassed that Ben's number one and Ben's number 23 matched our averages. <laughs> uh, I don't like to think that I agree with him that much. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, in closing, thanks for tuning in, and I'll end out by saying uh, rest in peace, Ian Dion. My heart will always go on thinking about you. And I won't tell you who I am because you know my name. And I won't tell you who I am because the other two didn't and normally we do. So good night. And in the immortal words of Lionel Richie. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. Your smile, you're all I've ever wanted, and my arms are open wide. I should know just what to say, and you know just what to do, and I want to tell you so much. I agree with Ben. Oh. That's right. <laughs>